This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X, the Rare Marmot. Joining us today, we've got Aldi No, the Rare Chocobo, and Rook, the Rare Monkey. Zanita is not here, but if she were, I mean, even if she, if, you know, just in general, she is the, the Rare Opkalu. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sorry, Fusion. I need you to refer to my actual name, Your which actual is name. Rook, Rook the Rare Lemur. 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 Is that, is that French? <laughs> the lemur. Is that a reaper? That- <laughs> yeah. Yes. I am currently in my uh, Lemur shroud phase. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I mean, I, I you know, I, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I was going to say the Fusion X, the Rare Squirrel, but... Uh, I hit a character limit, so ah. Ah. I see. All right. All however, right. however, in your case, lemur would fit. So I will, I will correct that when I log back in later, as I Thank inevitably you. will. Um, yeah. And, we'll, and there's we'll no sure Dommels on the island that I know of so far. So one day I will transform yeah, can, into we'll my fix final that. form. But right now I am no sleek and elegant, breedable, rideable. You know. Did you say sleek? What? Did you say sleek? I'm a about. Did you say sleek, elegant, breedable, and rideable? Is that a bad set of I'm gonna No, I'm going to need you to put that on your OnlyFans, though, as okay. soon as it gets made, all right? Oh, sure. my God. Okay, okay. Good. you got Good. it. Wow. Perfect. For sure. Wow. Great. <laughs> all right, so we do have, before we get right into the patch stuff, <laughs> uh, you we've, brought got this on some, we've got some news. We, I did no such thing. Uh, obviously, patch 6.2 is out. Uh, if you don't know that, go go update your game and log in. There's new things. Uh, we've got a optional items 9th anniversary sale today. It's 9th mm. anniversary of A Realm Reborn, not 1.0. Mm-hmm. We give them crap for this every time the anniversary comes out. 9th anniversary of 2.0. Um, also, we have uh, the next set of short stories. This is Tales from the Dawn. Uh yes. Go read it. Go check it out. It's so good. If we're on the, the Lodestone. Yeah, so we'll have a handful of these. They'll be uh, released over the next uh, handful of weeks. So I'm sure we'll talk about all of them uh, at some yeah. point here in the future. So Look forward to the show when we lore cast it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, rising events up. Go get your Emmett Selk minion. Or I guess I guess technically it's the Solus minion. Uh, yeah. And, and then you can let it roam free on your island. Because what what would would make Emmett Selk happier than being a minion roaming free on an island? I mean, did he not tell us to do things such he as He told this? us to, to remember that they once lived. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I will. And I'm going to have you walk around my pasture as as a little, little robot. Just think of it as an island museum for the ancients, you know? Look, that is, so yeah, that's how I'm treating it. Yeah, yeah. When whenever we get to this point, I am going to name it my island, New Amarant. <laughs> I've I've thought about this a lot. I've got I've got some some ancient minions kind of around the home base area. Like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's going to happen. I can't you know if because like I've seen the menus. If you go visit a friend's island, it has like the name of their island. I don't know where to change that. The game hasn't told <laughs> me if I need to like get rank ten or something to change it. 
I've I've right clicked so many things in Island Sanctuary's UI. I have no idea where this thing is, where this option is. It feels weird that you couldn't name it like right off the bat. Yeah. So I be the first thing. I have no idea what's going on, but mm. we'll we'll figure it out. Got to own it first. Yeah, you have mm. to you know mm. plant your flag in it. You have mm. to have gone to every single part yes. of it, mm. and then you can claim it. It's really your island. You That's know? true. I mean did that. You, that did you bring be... a flag? This is a big question. Did you have a flag? I wasn't told to bring a flag. Mm. Oh, on that. Of course, I was also told that this would be a nice, relaxing private island. And then I get there, and all of a sudden, Tataru is showing off her like <laughs> chaotic, good Rowena vibes, where she's like, "Hey, so like this is your private island, but like also, if you want to introduce like industry and crafting and like." Yeah, I had never thought of Tataru as like chaotic good commerce oh, absolutely. and Rowena as chaotic evil commerce, mm -hmm. but I actually that's, love this. That's now. totally what it is. We just we just like go along with it because we've known Tataru longer, and she's just like, "Hey, what's mm -hmm. up, everybody? I'm Tataru. Don't worry. Here's about an it. island. Please put robots to work, and then you know, collect leavings from animals and mm -hmm. grow some cabbages." For me, this is not for, for the you. betterment of the world, right? The world, the whole, not the me. whole world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love how. I mean, we'll get to this as we yeah. actually talk about it. But I do love how she was like, "We're friends, and I care about you. And because I'm your friend, you've been there so much. Like everybody knows who you are now. So I got you a private, secluded island just for you. Do whatever you want. No one will bother you. And then you get there and you're like, ah, oh, so peaceful. You start things. And then Tataru appears in the bushes like, how do you feel about the stock market? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, bad, bad. Would you like <laughs> to make robots do handicrafts? Now I want a meme of Tataru cutting through a door like from The Shining and she just says it's time for capitalism. But the door is like, <laughs> a log cabin or whatever the island sanctuary structure so, is. So here's the I'd problem. Here's the problem with that. There's no doors on any of the <laughs> island sanctuary things. I have late stage capitalism. Then I haven't built the, the windmill yet. Maybe there's one on the windmill, but everything else has had like ramps or just just open. So I don't, yeah, there's no, I don't think there's any actual I mean, doors. You know, the mammoths just gather around and watch us sleep. You know oh, yeah. that. We all know that, right? Like, I, I love you're sleeping. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, since we're here, let's just get in. This is the Island Sanctuary discussion okay. now. We'll get into the other stuff at some point. Wait, now, but... Was there any other news or are we just hold on? No, we're good. We're good. All right. Okay. We're good. Let me get into Island Sanctuary. I, I like how they're like, yeah, we're going to like make you a little house. It's like, cool. There's a bed and stuff. But then like also like a counter for NPCs to sell you wares. All right. No, I'm ready. All right, easy there, Top I did gun. not come prepared. <laughs> I didn't come prepared. Wait, is this not the island sanctuary you're talking about? I thought you were talking about Sullen, like near Bismarck. No. I have anything beachy over here. I'm sorry, I failed us. Oh. You don't have like a, like, a, like a big like <laughs> straw like hat or like a beach ball you could blow up or... Yeah, no. Those little, little enough, like arm floaties or... Yeah. No. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just preparing. Because while we talk about uh, Island Sanctuary, I'm just going to be on vacation because I have not gotten into Island Sanctuary. You're so missing. Well, I mean, there's, there's two sides to that. One is the you're missing out, man. And the other is good. Your soul is, has yet to be See, I'm gonna <laughs> absorbed swing by the game. When we're deep in the throes of progression and I need the break, that's when I'm going to start. Mm. Probably a good move. It's probably mm -hmm. a good move, to it's be honest. Be nice and relaxing at that point.
<laughs> so yeah. All I, right, I, let's do this. It's good. Like I've I've dabbled in like I've I've completed Pandemonium. I've I've done probably the, the bulk of the MSQ. Uh I don't care about any of that. Like Island Sanctuary. <laughs> like that's the patch for me. Like that's the patch for me. I mean people know why I, I'm not crazy about the MSQ. If you've listened to this show at any point in the last year, you know why uh, MSQ's like <laughs> but like Island Sanctuary is like I'm I'm so here for it. Like I'm I think I just I like before the podcast I just hit like Island Sanctuary like rank uh, seven, so like I've been I haven't been crazy. There's some people I saw somebody got rank oh, yeah, ten day one. Yeah. you know how much gathering that is. Oh, I want to rewind this. I want to rewind uh, this for a second because obviously oh, okay. we will have our actual own story specific. Yeah, but were you just referring to the fact that generally Endwalker was not the story in fourteen that resonated with you the most, or were you specifically saying that you thought the MSQ content in this patch? was not good things happened that made me yell at the screen in frustration oh okay. my gosh what is wrong with you <laughs> you <laughs> wow. i gave you your dissenting opinions on the mm -hmm. msq and endwalker mm -hmm. i gave it to you yeah but we're gonna have to have a throwdown when it's time about <laughs> 6.2 story we'll hold on to it we'll go on to island paradise but i just want you mm -hmm. to know that you've got a storm coming Okay. You have a storm coming because I am obsessed with this patch's story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's good elements in it, right? But like I in full disclosure, like at this point, mm -hmm. like this isn't spoilers to say, like, there's a lot of four themes going on here, right? I have never completed four. I've played four, right? I've never completed four. So maybe I just don't have that attachment than that 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 some other people have. And that's fair. I have never I've never played four. Okay. Okay. I'm attached as hell, Fusion. <laughs> okay, and you know what? You can be. And I can also hate certain things. Like, a lot. <laughs> Four is my second favorite, and all they had to do was show a couple of things, and I would like it. So I like it. I mean, yeah, it's and that's, full nostalgia. And that's, that's okay. That's and, and you know what? For people that don't like certain MSQ developments, there's yeah. Island Sanctuary. Exactly. Right. Which is well, just so fine. it's so good. We'll go on. We'll go on. But this is going to be simmering underneath the surface for me this whole episode. But yes, let's talk Island Sanctuary. People did hit level 10 right off the bat, which I think is pretty amazing and a huge testament because holy butts, I have found, especially from like level or rank four on, it slows like you're just trying oh, to yeah. gather anything you can to get any experience. Um. But all of that aside, I think that they have a really fantastic foundation for a new type of content in this game and something that honestly is sort of revolutionary in MMOs to hybridize in this kind of sim experience. There are some other games I can think of that, you know, have a variety of grow mm -hmm. a crop or do a thing, but to really take what has made the simulator genre and especially farm sims so popular and then to try and transcribe it into an MMO, I think is brilliant. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those like chill things that you could just easily spend hours on. Um, I mean, the, you know, the down, it's, it's one of those things as I've played it, right? Because the like when you gather an item, it only gives you 10 XP. That never changes. It's always 10 XP. <laughs> and once you're getting to those higher ranks, like that's like thousands and thousands of like like gathered materials to to level up. But obviously, as you progress, you unlock things, and that will then give you more XP. Like it mm -hmm. it scales, right? 
but it's also you know not content made to be like beaten in a day which is like you know i'm sure like yeah. yoshida saw that rank 10 person and was like what <laughs> like Look, did, did you see that day has to understand that spreadsheet gamers are the thing like they are it's yeah. always you have an mmo it's always gonna happen and it's fine for this content yeah. like you get to rank 10 now you're chilling right yeah I mean, you're, um, you're always going to have people that, like, it's like, this is content made to be enjoyed throughout mm -hmm. weeks of playing it casually. But you're always going to have those handful of people. It's like, yeah, so, like, day one, I'm going to max this thing out. And, yep. <laughs> and, it, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, that's I, and, how they derive their fun. Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, that it's something that almost has to be taken into account with this kind of genre of game, right? We've had a lot of people who, for a very long time, have been able to at a more relaxed pace, perfect this type of game content. Think about the people who have played years worth of Stardew Valley, people who grew up playing yeah. Harvest Moon games, people who, you know, uh, went hard in Animal Crossing. This kind of game is meant to be something that is like low energy investment, but a continuous cycle, right? You explore, you get things, you mine them, you unlock more stuff, you combine, you craft, you discover, you, um, you know, expand, you customize. So for players to have jumped into it with this gusto, I, as always, I mean, game developers will 110% mm -hmm. have to see what the actual reaction is. But I do actually think that in this genre of game, it's not that surprising. Because when you think about the people that have perfected the seasonal profits of turnips mm -hmm. or whatever in you know, <laughs> various games, yeah. that is kind of part of the mindset of these yeah. kinds of simulators. That is how mm -hmm. you do this in a hardcore manner or mm -hmm. in a serious manner, as opposed to um, I log in, I get three rock and then I mm -hmm. log out, you know? <laughs> it's the same type of people who are serious about raiding or who are serious about RP. You know, and in Animal Crossing, like, there's a whole controversy. Should we time travel or not? Should I just change to that season so I could just get this stuff? And some people are like, I don't care. I'll do it. Like, there's no rule. Yeah. So they'll get everything immediately. Just, yeah. you know. And I, and I think, too, you know, you, you know, you mentioned, like, uh, different types, like, of content, like, raiders and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I think, too, like, this is good content that, I mean, it can appeal to people that are raiding, too. Yeah, but I think definitely. It, it, it caters a little more towards like the people that are really into like crafting and gathering. Mm -hmm. Right. Obviously Raiders are yes. still all of this too, but I think it's that kind of like 6.x diadem. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. In a, in a sense. Um, but like it's, it's dealing also not something that we've really had before too. So it's something kind of yeah. new, something a little more chill. Um, and I think what's really cool about it too is, um, obviously, once you start your island sanctuary, you need to build up your facilities, right? So it takes a little bit of grinding. It takes some time. Mm -hmm. It takes some waiting. But, like, the way that these things work, like, we have the handicrafts, right? Which which also, there's, like, this weird, like, supply-demand chart that you can look to see, like, all right, let's see if, like, bronze barbets are going to be hot tomorrow. or so. it, It's yeah. really weird. And I wasn't expecting that kind of element in it. Um but you can you can set up like up to like three different workshops once you've expanded your island and you just have robots make things. Um, obviously, they need like the materials, right, which is where gathering comes in. Mm -hmm. um, but you can set it up like for the whole week. So it's not just like, all right, you got to log in every day and do this. No, mm -hmm. you can like set up like the, the, the crafting schedule for the week. Um, 
the, the one thing that was a little weird to me is you need to have like two days off so that the mammoths can relax, which is like I get I get like it's like a kind of like a real world parallel of like a weekend. But like also mm-hmm. this is a video game. Like if I want to like log in and make my dudes craft like, all right, I, I, it seems weird to me. Like I kind of get it, I but it's it. also like it's a game. It very much feels like the thing that Square Enix would do, right? Yeah. And they've actually, I mean, they've talked in recent uh, years specifically about their own work environment mm-hmm. and yep. the steps that they're trying to take to reinforce a healthier developer work cycle, which yeah. is something the games industry does need to talk about and is important. I, I really do agree with that. And so the idea, yes, that you have to take a break mm-hmm. Is that kind of nonsensical, real world, little bit of heart that I I love? Do I also think, like, do I agree with you in the sense that they are magically enchanted mammoths, and at least from the fiction of this world, like, yeah, I they're not they don't have souls for for they being have, for being know. mammoths like designed to do the work we're telling them to do. They sure are like fussy about it sometimes. You know, well, it's funny, charming. <laughs> They it need is. maintenance. Like if they would have just said, "Hey, mm. it's for maintenance," and, and because yes, you will run them ragged. <laughs> then yeah, that would have been a better conceit, probably. I don't know that they do or do not do that. Remember, this is my island sanctuary, so I don't know yeah. what happens on your. Yeah, I, I just I think from just like a gameplay perspective, like don't get me wrong, like I'm all for like yeah. making sure people like in the real world <laughs> oh, have a weekend and stuff like that. But I think for a game where. Uh, everybody playing the game has their own schedules and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can select what days you take off, which is like that's good. That's good. Like yeah. if you're gonna do it, that's a good way to do it. But it just it also just kind of feels weirdly restrictive. For I don't know. Um, One other thing, thinking about that dovetailing specifically off of this supply demand, I think the good things about it, the idea of this, it is more complex than I ever anticipated. Like you both said, this kind of like everybody keeps joking about the stock market, right? But you're looking at the supply demand. I have been curious as I do it, how much of that is actually some sort of thing behind the scenes that calculates what players are making Mm -hmm. and then takes into account, you know, oh, we have an excess of this or that. And here's our like little fake world NPCs that want this or this or this. Right. So I'm curious about that because I think that complexity is interesting. Mm -hmm. I do think it's vaguely overwhelming when you start and you're looking at it and you're going, what and what do these even mean like does this okay it's so the the interest is plummeting and there's an excess of it but then at the end it says it's looking really good for it to be valuable and you're like is it? <laughs> so, it's yeah it's really it's, weird well, like sorry, can i finish my thought on yeah, this yeah, yeah yeah sorry um but so like in that regard, I think it is um, just, you know, there's a, a lot of complexity there that is fun for people to dig into. Uh, on the contrary, it is perhaps a bit overwhelming. Uh, I think I find that in some farm sims, the idea of like you go to the market and there's like some woman who says, I'm making turnip stew. Can you please give me turnips? So that equates to turnips are in demand. Like to me, that seems like a more straightforward, you know, mm-hmm. I can send my things off to the market in a sense, which you can also do by going to get the green calories and selling just raw materials and things. Um, but this system does give people something to dig into. Like you said, I love that you can schedule it in advance. My one critique of that is that there's no rollover between days. 
So you end up with this weird yeah. thing sometimes where I, I like that you can schedule it out and you can block the whole day. But I almost wish, I, I guess they take an hour to recharge the mammoths at night. I don't know. But you can't actually like schedule something to go overnight into the next day, which okay. was um, when I first started out like a little, not massively annoying, but it was just this little moment where I was like, oh, but that means that I'm missing out on, you know, two hours of, well, you know, whatever, or so three hours. Here's Here's the thing with that. I think it's, you know, we, we heard like, oh, you can do handicrafts on the island. I'm, and I'm thinking like, all right, what are we going to like make little things out of like popsicle sticks? Or like, what are we doing? Um, it's friendship actually, bracelets. Yeah, friendship bracelets. Um, the, so the way that it works is it's it's almost like a puzzle. Um, obviously, there's like the supply demand aspect of it, which you you can can or can't pay attention to it. Like, it's up to you how like crazy you want to go with. But essentially what you want to do is you need to maximize each day. And so what you do is you have, you have to have like, you know, a starting craft, right? So what I've been doing is usually I'll find something. There's like each, each thing you can make, there's like categories, right? So there's like woodworking, attire, textiles, but then there's also like how many hours real time it'll take. So usually each day I'll start my stuff with like one of the smaller things. So something that takes four hours. And then what you have to do is alternate it because if you make more than one of the same thing in a row, the mammoths get bored and we don't want bored robots. So you have to alternate it with something in a similar category. So like if you start off the day by making like an island necklace, which is woodworking, and then the next one you do like the, oh, and I always forget the name of this, the wooden, like the sword, whatever the sword is called, you'll get a, what they call an efficiency bonus. So you'll mm -hmm. make like an extra sword or something, which means you'll get more stuff, right? And then you can go, and after that you can make another necklace, which will be like doubled up or, you know, if you, right, you got to alternate things. Efficiency chain. But to make it even like, if you want to like maximize it, you need to fill that slot right you need to find things that share categories alternate them but then also don't waste any hours on the schedule so it's it's like a weird like craft like a puzzle stock mm -hmm. work like i was not expecting this kind of content in ion sanctuary um but like i think i think right now i'm making just a little bit over like a thousand a day um after having gotten like i have like three workshops now so like it's it's full right i'm like, making as much as i can um, so it's definitely one of those things like you set up for like the long haul. Um, mm. one of the other interesting things too, is aside from the workshop, you also get granaries, which basically are like, it lets you do expeditions where the mammoths go out and they can collect things that you've already collected in addition to like a rare item. Um, and those, it, it's one of those things that's like every time, like every day I've logged in, I, I'm like always finding out something new or like learning how the system sure. works. So you have, you set them out, you can pick like different areas. So like you can have like a more woodland area or the, you know, like the aquatic area and each will return different items. Um, mm -hmm. But then you can also say how many days you want to send them out for. Um, and so the, the thing says at the bottom, it's like returns will come in basically like 1 a.m. Mm. And so what, what it does is it's another thing where you can tell them to go out for seven days. You can come in once a week and say, okay, go do this for like a week. And then every day at 1 a.m. you'll see some return. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been interesting. And I think, I think 1 a.m. is the in-between hour for the crafting too. So yeah, I don't, maybe I that's the way that lines up. Maybe yeah. there was some intent behind that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, one of the things I've liked a lot 
is the fact that, and this is maybe contrary to in a lot of MMOs, because in the past in other MMOs, I've hated time-gated stuff. I mean, one of the ones sure. that came to mind the most for me was Warlords of Draenor, when they did oh, that gosh. command table thing or whatever it was mm -hmm. in the um, it, in, in World of Warcraft. And it was miserable yep. because you'd have to like assign, kind of like we have squadron missions, you'd have to assign these groups to do these different tasks and you'd have to wait a billion years. And that was directly tied into what you were trying to do to upgrade or do various things. And then you'd come back and maybe sometimes they would have just failed it and you were sitting mm -hmm. there like, cool, thanks. So I don't <laughs> usually like those kinds of systems, but one thing I will say about this is that I actually think Island Sanctuary's pacing has fit into a portion of my flow in the game that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. I like having the timed stuff. I actually, mm -hmm. maybe some people will have different opinions on this, but I've actually really enjoyed it. I like that when I log into the game, I go, oh, wait, hold on. Maybe my thing is done building, or maybe this thing is, or I go in for a queue, like I'll set my stuff and I'll get my things ready. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well now I can run this or I can go to raid night, right? And that'll mm -hmm. be this amount of time. And then when I'm done, I can come back and I can get this, this, or this, or that might be finished. Or So to me, I actually think that it slots really nicely into the other, like the flow of what I might do, or even that little extra incentive with logging mm -hmm. in each day. And like you said, they've given a lot of different options so that you can plan it and schedule it. So it's not something that you get punished for if you are out of town for a week or you can't log in to click a button. I like you can that you can schedule it. You can change that schedule. You can you know send you know, your mammoths out into the field. If you don't want to be out there gathering and you don't care about time duration, you can build a billion. Well, you can build as many granaries as you're allowed to on plots probably, of land. <laughs> yeah, probably three. So three is the max for workshops. I would assume like looking at just the menu, it looks like there's space for like three uh mm -hmm. expeditions so it's it's really nice i mean obviously right now right with the first week people are going to be playing it more right building up their island crafting a whole bunch of stuff to build it. things and expand things um but even it, get in <laughs> it's been That's it's been, been pretty popular <laughs> well this has been this is actually a good thing to talk about because right. yeah. Um, there are a few more things I want to talk about as far as the really sure, good yeah. things that this has brought to the table. But one thing that has been a negative has been the fact that it seems as though they tied Island Sanctuary to interior housing instancing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we have had um, a lot of people that I know who, when they get done with work and they come back, uh, the, the first thing that they wanted to do was Island Sanctuary. And I know at least one person in my own community on Twitch that couldn't get into the thing for three days because they were sitting there, you too, yeah. <laughs> and they were trying to spam it. Yeah. They were trying to get an instance. Mm -hmm. Then I also have friends who haven't been able to access the interior of their houses and they use them for things like role playing. They use them. They were working on housing projects. We just got all these new furnishing items and they can't mm -hmm. even go into the houses to decorate them. I have not been in a house since the patch happened because I only can play at prime time. So, yeah, yeah like I cannot, I, not on crystal. I, I'm, I'm fortunate where I work from home as a freelancer. Yeah. So my schedule is whatever I want it to be. Um, I mean, that having been said, I, you know, I have logged in during prime time. Um, I haven't had any issues getting into my house yet, um, but there have been, uh, you know, wow. quite a handful of times where I have had issues getting onto the island. But 
Like, if I just stand there and, like, you know, try, like, I, I think the most I've tried to, like, go back in is, like, ten times. Just, you know, spam and do-do-do-do-do, mm-hmm. and I get in. Like, I haven't really had any huge issues with it. Um, I mean, that being yeah. said, obviously, this is an issue that people are having. Um, yeah, what data center are you on? I am on, uh, I'm on Gilgamesh, oh, I'm on Aether. Yeah, that's the issue. Like, Crystal, there there's is. a lot of people in houses already. Right. And mm-hmm. Island Sanctuary, I literally can't get in. Like, before yeah. Raid one night. I was like, oh, I just need to meld some materia. I can go in the house and do it. I sat there for five minutes can you spamming. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's, I know. I've not been into the, the night the, pa- the, the day the patch went live later that evening. Uh, Lodestone was like, so uh, servers yeah. are like at capacity. Uh, please feel free to uh, wait to do content until later if you can't get yeah. in. But of course, everybody's just gonna be spamming, spamming. anyway. But yeah, it's, and you it's can wild. get in. Well, and the yeah. thing is, is that some people can't just wait until later. You know, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. their time to play is literally those two hours or that hour or that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I, I funnily enough, I'm on Crystal and yeah. I have only had a problem getting into it once. And that was maybe late afternoon. And then I mm-hmm. spammed it like five times and I got in. I haven't tried my free company house I haven't, or my personal house because I was just like, I doubt I can even, if everyone yeah. else I know, I doubt. But um, it's both good and bad because on one hand, I think maybe this could be an indicator that they are testing something like, mm-hmm. could we do individualized mm-hmm. instanced housing? I get a sense of it. Not that it would be tied to Island Sanctuary per se, but I have a feeling that they are maybe just kind of trying to test how that would work Mm -hmm. and what that would mean because they tied those things together. We could be totally wrong, but it's- We theorized that maybe Island Sanctuary was maybe some kind of test to see Mm -hmm. if we could make better housing. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Um, It's bad though, because we keep running into this problem recently. Uh, The game's so popular. And unfortunately, the way that it was originally created, the original server structure and everything, as we've talked about from everything from glamour dressers to everything else, right? You can't just keep hard expanding (laughs) servers. You have to start actually putting this into your programming and infrastructure so that you have things like flexible, responsive server loads. And you have stuff like this, where again, you're not just having to shut down sales of your game or tell the community, well, just don't play it. (laughs) like where but where it can flexibly adapt to some degree so it's both good and bad in that regard because it's been really fun content and i think they're testing some great stuff Mm -hmm. but i do feel badly for people who have really struggled to get in and enjoy it um so yeah there is that i mean all of this said though i think that this is an incredibly promising start to new content like i mentioned earlier the idea of having something like shiny animals so brilliant and i was delighted to find out about some of them that i wasn't even expecting that would show up on the island um i love the little creatures i love that you can bring them back and feed them and pet them and everything there i think that is so wonderful um i think maybe for future growth of that facet personally uh i need i was just saying before the podcast i need like triple the amount of animal space (laughs) please (laughs) i want to have herds of different creatures i want to have i don't want to just have i think 15 is the ultimate cap as of currently um but especially with like wanting to collect these special creatures um it feels like you might have to trade off on some of them so i'd love to see an expansion in that regard Um, i'd also love to see maybe some more rng dynamic things with the animals if that makes sense where 
Um, as of right now, it does seem like weather and everything else is shared across all of the server, right? So the spawn windows or spawn conditions of various weather and special creatures are set for everybody to where you can see them on a timer. Like, you know, you can, people have already drafted up the timers. Mm -hmm. You can go look yeah. up what's spawning where and when, which is good on one hand. But if you want people, especially if you don't have like a ton of craftable recipes and all kinds of other things that people are trying to discover and do, and because the crops themselves takes so little maintenance and their growth cycle is so long <laughs> and everything else it means that when you're just wandering the actual map itself uh there's maybe not as many little things right now as there are in other games to discover i mean somebody brought up in what is it uh, in stardew like things can wash up on the beach so you might go down to the beach and like see if anything's come up mm -hmm. or you you know um having like the different packs of animals move or different ones appear at different times or some of them have a random chance anywhere on the island to appear just to kind of add in exciting little discoveries as you repeat that loop around the island yeah around the island. <laughs> I, I, I think so I, it's, it's one of those things, right? You know, we, we talked about how different people will tackle content a different way. So for, for me, right, I think ultimately at the pace I'm going like a couple of weeks, I'll probably have like max island rank. Um, and then I'll probably just be, in, you know, in that mood where like I'll log in to the island once or twice a week, do some crafting, set up my crafts and my expeditions, and that'll be it. Um, but as, as I've been going through the island, like I, ha I haven't looked at any of like the, the rare animal spawn spreadsheets or anything like that. So I'll log in and I'll just, I'll do, you know, a couple loops and see if there's any up. Um, and for me, I've, I've, I've gotten most of them, um, up to like the, the medium category. I think there's like one I'm missing, but I, I feel like ultimately, you know, we talked about size. I think ultimately you'll be able to have each like rare one but i think what you're going to be looking at like ultimately is what are you looking to craft more often what items do you need for that and that's probably how you would prioritize the animals right um no not for me well I, and, right and that's and that's how you're gonna play it and that's fine but I, I i think there's probably just enough room to have like one of each herd right if if not maybe a couple extra like i can't imagine that they would have set it up so like that you had to be more like kind of picking and choosing. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think eventually, eventually I think it'll be okay. Ish. Maybe. I think the problem for me is that I enjoy it from a mm, thematic standpoint as well. So for me, it's like if I have in a pasture one chocobo, one squirrel, one dodo, one monkey, one... I take a look at my farm as the sirens go by. This is the farm sim police going by. They're like, oh, Rook's going on the pasture rant. <laughs> I take a look at my farm and I go, this chaos does not bring me joy. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm the person who I went in and I was like, you know what will give me joy? Now that I can finally capture chocobos, I'm going to get a whole group of chocobos. And then the minions I'm going to put in there are going to be the chocobo hatchlings. So they look like a little herd of chocobos with babies. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, that's and, something you can do. And that's and fine. Well, well, yeah, but the thing is, is that in those regards, right, like if I want to have a herd of sheep, like you would normally mm -hmm. in like a farm, um, there are some animals that might be more solitary and some that are in herds, packs, flocks, right? Um, if you want to have that, and, and even just from an aesthetic standpoint or from a material standpoint, because I do pay attention to that too, but um, then you really can't do that and then also still collect like one of each of the rares or mm -hmm. have them 
like have some that are just stored in a stable and then ones that you can like choose Display. to bring out into the into the field. Um, so I, I think for some people it won't be nearly as much of a thing, but if you're somebody who like me is massively into animal collecting and feels weird guilt for releasing pixel animals, <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me sad that I can't have like, um, I mean I can, but it just means that I'm having to pick and choose other things in order to have more of a sense of that like mm -hmm. farm immersion, yeah, um, right. in a way. Should be a bottomless collection, but you show what you want to show and place them. And I don't know, right? Because I have not done this once again. But it's just, it's similar to the glamour problem, right? You just need a manifest of what I've captured, what I have, and then where I want to place them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's that way or not. If each one are individual and you have like a stable cap, it's like, why? Why would I? They are each individual. Yeah, it's and a uh, cap. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I mean right know, now, there's, there's only so much room. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. no, and I mean, this is the thing. This is what I mean yeah. by it has incredible potential, mm -hmm. right? I love the interactions, and I love capturing creatures on the island, and I love some of the unique right. little spawn conditions, like the fact that certain weathers and time of days lead to this rare sighting of a creature. That gets me so excited, and the thought that they could add in, you know, even more unique weather conditions, or maybe there's something that you can do where if you cultivate this thing, or if you did a little secret thing on the island that you discovered, that would um, you know, create some kind of mm -hmm. event or something where a creature would appear or uh, a very special rare plant would appear, right? Mm -hmm. All of this is like an incredible jumping off point. Um, and it gets me excited for the possibilities. It gets me excited to collect a ton of creatures and explore. Um, it gets me excited too that maybe they'll even add other things. Like we have at least one creature that you have to have flight unlocked to capture, it looks like. So having okay. something with like airborne creatures or aquatic creatures, maybe we can put some creatures in a pond at some point. I don't know. There's a lot of great potential. Um, and I hope they keep developing it because right now, like the basis of it is a little bare bones in the sense that it's super fun. But like we don't have a massive crafting catalog. Pretty much everybody's, you know, uh, um, What's what I'm looking for? Uh, their settlements are all, mm -hmm. they all look pretty much the same. There's not a mm -hmm. lot of like unique unlockable custom like, customization options as far as we can tell right now. Yeah. Um, I do think that things like the, the crop cycles could be shortened considerably and affect nothing because mm -hmm. like, especially since you're not planting each individually and then like watering each individually, um, it feels like that facet of the farm sim experience could be a little bit more robust for those who really enjoy planting and cultivating the land and a little more active in that sense. But again, it is still really fun. Yeah, like yeah. it's an incredible starting point. And for them to have put all of this in is so impressive. And it got me immediately excited about like... <gasps> And they could do that and then tweak that and then this and then maybe at some point we'll get a different kind of island or a floating island like mm -hmm. up you know in the sea of clouds or maybe we'll have i i just really love it and i hope they continue to develop it because it's been really fun so far honestly and uh i really have enjoyed it yeah you know I, it, oh you go ahead i was gonna say i i agree too with i think the how similar everybody's island is going to be mm. because ultimately uh, everybody is going to have the same plots in the same locations. The only difference is like, I have a workshop here instead of a granary, or I have a mm -hmm. treehouse here instead of a windmill. Um, and I 
get like probably from a system standpoint they could just be like here's a flat area put the houses and stuff wherever, wherever you want. want that might have been a little much for 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 14 to handle and i i get that um but it's yeah it's it's not quite as customize your own island like as i feel like they maybe had hinted at right mm-hmm. or or just like the impression when they say something like that just because of the games that have that right as their as their their gameplay already I think our expectations were were a little higher, right than than what we we got. But I think it's 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 a great start, um, and I think obviously you know they'll they'll hear feedback and they'll see what people want, um, and I I think we'll they'll have to add something that's some type of like spontaneous content, right? Something mm-hmm. you know something washes up on a beach, maybe once a day you have RNG or something. Um, the the plant thing like you know it takes a few days like i i get it um but at the same time too when you think about what you do with the the stuff you grow um you're just making feed right you don't necessarily need the fancier feed like it 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 increases like the mood a little more well, but well, each each time you like make it too like you get a higher yield on it too it's not like like you, you, you know, you take uh, like a like a pumpkin, and then you make a thing, and you just get like one feed. You get like two or three. So I think that kind of helps yeah. to offset the delay of the the farming. But there, I was just gonna say <laughs> there are handicrafts that use food too, though. So there, there's true. an entire subsect of handicrafts that are like foodstuffs. And I think you know, and I think a lot of it too. It's one of those things where, um, you know, it's it's week one, right? As we play more, as we unlock more stuff, at some point we'll have a surplus of these items right so it's 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 just that that beginners you know thing it's like i have like no items i don't have anything i i have like 10 blue calories to my name uh and in a few weeks we'll have like more than we'll know what to do with (laughs) that was one thing that was one thing about the flow of what's unlocked that i think was really notable and that is also notable for anybody who's just starting out on this Mm -hmm. um there's a kind of counterintuitive flow initially with what you unlock so you get your house first and that opens up the cowrie vendors right off the bat and um before you even uh, some people it depends if you ran around the island to explore or, you know what you did um it wasn't completely clear that blue cowries were essentially like kind of slow to generate although you can do things like the there are a couple entries in the challenge log that will give you a thousand yeah um for each challenge log that you do um per week for Island Sanctuary, kind of like how they had with Eureka. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, your workshops and mastering that minigame will give you more blue calories as well. But a lot of people didn't realize. Um, so when they unlocked the vendors and then they had the calories from the stuff they'd done and from the initial starting, they bought a ton of stuff because they were like, oh, the new glamour, ah, oh, this thing, this thing. And then they couldn't build no. anything. <laughs> I, 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 look, I needed that backpack piece. All right. It's it was cool. really cool. It was yeah. essential for my Island Sanctuary glamour. Um, and I bought it and then little mammoth friend was like, would you like to pay me a thousand calories to expand your island and build more things? And I was like, yes, but I don't have any. So I think they should maybe (laughs) unlock the vendor after you've built your initial like structures and like introduce the thing, like with the workshop, this is how you earn more calories. Here's a vendor where you can work towards long-term. So that was like a very small thing, but I noticed a few people get hung up on that. Um, as for other things, I think the underwater diving areas are so fun, and discovering them was also really exciting. I uh, felt so dumb. 
about the underwater areas because for like the first two days I was like, oh man, there's like fish gathering things, but I don't have, I, th- I thought I, I needed like a fishing pole or something, right? To get them. <laughs> no, you just dive under the water. Like, oh, right. You could dive under the water. That's a thing that this game has. So yeah, yeah. Uh, was it what control, control space bar, shift space bar, whatever, when you're just yeah, swimming control. around. Yeah, that's, that's a thing that you it can do. It is a thing. And there's stuff in there. And uh, the two little areas that I've at least been in both have kind of like a very different little aesthetic and little creatures yeah. in there, which I think is fun. Uh, just fish, not actually interactable, capturable, uh, capturable creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, the island itself is gorgeous. And I think the current weather cycles that are in it are so atmospheric and lovely. And the music is so cute in the zone. Um, that new track, uh, the, the new couple tracks that they put in there, I thought were really well done. I also love that you can return to base at any time. There's no like, uh, return home. Oh, the duty actions are so cool good. Down. Um, and sprint, you can just pop sprint pretty much endlessly. So here's, which is awesome. yeah, Here, here's the question. Do you wish they just gave you sprint as like a buff and it just, just kept oh, it on cool. the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I do, but only for the reason. Well, I mean, where maybe you could toggle it, right? Yeah. Where if you hit F, it would just permanently on. be on, and yeah. if you, you know whatever. Um, the only reason I say that is because I think for most people it won't matter literally at all. But for me, um, I've had to do a lot of island sanctuary as cooldown between content, um, because as as I think all of you know, I have ulnar neuritis, so my um arms get really sore and sad because mm. of nerve inflammation. So uh, while we've had all this new content with the raid and the dungeons and the trials, my arms are in like awful pain. (laughs) So anything that is another thing to push or click, as silly as it sounds, uh, it does actually affect what I'm doing. And there will be times where I'm just like, I'm not going to even hit sprint because I genuinely don't want to move my arm the one inch. Like that seems very silly, but it's just actually how it is for me currently mm-hmm. as a gamer. So, so. Re- remind me when we're done. I have a macro for you. There's yeah. a macro that's been going around where it will uh, basically find the nearest gather point, lock on, auto move you forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have to click to gather it, but you yeah. can also like tell it to sprint. Um, if it's a little mm-hmm. further away, you could tell it to summon a mount. Because um, this isn't battle content, macros are perfect for them. Yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have a whole, I have a GCD. whole UI yeah. customized. I push a button, like it changes traffic. my glam, it puts, changes my hotbar out. Um, it's very, it's very fancy. I'll, I'll yeah. have to okay. share that yeah, with yeah. you. Link that to me. Link that to me. It's, I did it, set up a custom HUD like you yeah. did with everything, and I've got my island look, and I have a little Opa Opo baby who hangs out with me while I go around the island. So that has been an incredible vibe. Yeah, that's been <laughs> impeccable vibes on the island. Um, I'm trying to think of any other really specific little details. Uh, that love, but you- I think going going back to the 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 currencies. Uh, yeah, definitely hold on to your your blues uh, when you're starting off. Uh, the fun part. I don't think. Have you gotten granaries unlocked yet? I just did. I have Ex- one that I built. Expeditions cost blues. I saw <laughs> because of course they do. Mm-hmm. I feel as though they could, and maybe something unlocks later that I'm just not seeing, but it feels very strange to me that you have both green and blue, but blue is the major currency for green everything. Green is so worthless. Like, so worthless. So green you could use as a workshop currency or something, or green sure. could even be used as the building currency, and blues could be used for special rewards or tasks. Or even, even have it be, have like a, a, 
in exchange for blues. Like you can have it high, but like have it be something that's not just like here's where you can get materia that you don't need. Like it's it's such a waste of a currency. Like there's yeah. nothing to use it for. What can and, you buy with it? Just materia? Like the you, the materia, I think yeah. like glamour prisms, just it, the essential like drunk drawer of like random stuff that, that you're getting from way. other places. Yeah, there was there <laughs> one way to interact with the rest of the game because they said that, you know, this is completely separate. Nothing yeah. you bring into it should matter. You know, it shouldn't give you any benefits. So they were like, what garbage can we throw at them? Well, materia is great because it's just expensive otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean, and the only them. way that you get greens is by selling surplus items. But like, mm-hmm. realistically, you want to keep that surplus because you can just use that sure. to make handicrafts it. to turn into blue. So mm-hmm. I... It's really weird. I'm not quite sure. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Greens are greens are dumb. It feels like <laughs> greens should have some other use. Yeah. Because if, you know, like, if you're thinking about the two categories of things on your island, right, or at least that you're producing as mm-hmm. this theoretical jungle cultivator farmer, um, you have actual materials, right? So, like, materials that you are gathering, that you are creating, that you are growing, the raw materials, and then you have these, you know, handicrafts, as they were. So to me, to have two different things for those, right? Like, sure, you can turn them into handicrafts, and maybe the handicrafts have more of a potential to earn you more of the blue currency if you're playing the market well. Mm. But the raw materials may sell for less comparatively, but it is a constant steady kind of thing where then you could use that green for something else. Or like you said, Fusion, you could use it to convert to blue, like get a ton of them yeah. convert to blues and get. I, I think they could tweak that a little bit because it does feel right now, um, while I like the stuff that they have in there, they have a lot of new rewards. They have even the dyes from the firmament, which right. sell for a pretty penny. So like mm-hmm. if you get into a good flow and you're thinking, you know, what do I even do with my excess stuff once, you know, you've gotten everything else that you want on the island and you're maxed out until the next update, like you can get those and sell them on the market board, which is honestly a good profit usually mm-hmm. um, for people uh, because not everybody's going to keep up with this content. Not everybody kept up with Ishgardian Restoration. Yep. Like yep. it'll it'll be the same people thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think it's nice to see that variety, but they can maybe tweak those currencies a bit. Mm. Um, what else? What else? What else? The mammoths are funny. I, I like I, item des- yeah item descriptions are also like fantastic sure yeah yes, yes. Uh, good I had a question you know I'm not playing it I probably will engage with it at some point but the timers do you think this is something that they in the future will need to think about catch-up mechanics or do you think that it's fine do you think that it's okay that if like let's say we have another influx of players at six point three, four. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hard locked behind waiting 12 hours for things. Is that okay? I, I mean, I, I think it's fine I because know, I this content is, is right. Green greens right. aside, right. It's, it's fairly mm-hmm. removed. So, I mean, it's, it's no different than anything else in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. Thinking about uh, something like an MGP, like a, a, an MGP grind, right. For mm-hmm. stuff in gold saucer, like, you log in once a day, you you do the mini cact pot, maybe you do some gates throughout the week, whatever. It's it's more or less the same, right? It's just it's a, it's changed a little bit, right? You log in Yeah, but you could grind that. Yes. Whereas this is That's hard limited by time. True. That's true. Well So like Yeah. If you start late, 
then you're stuck behind the time. But is that okay? I don't know because I haven't done it. No, I, I think it's a good question to raise, honestly. Yeah. Al, you know, Because it is something where we see time and time again that they've had to consolidate mm -hmm. other time investments in the game. Personally, this is just me, I yeah. think that in this style, like mimicking the farm sim genre, right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's been playing Stardew Valley for five years, they have yeah. everything unlocked and some new patch comes out for it then there it is. If somebody buys the game today and starts playing from square one, there's mm -hmm. not like a, you know, yeah. cut to the end of Stardew Valley right. to catch up, right? I think part of what's fun about the farm sim genre is that it is a journey to yeah. grow, customize, learn, change. So in that regard, I don't necessarily think that this game mode needs an expedition, like, you know, like expediting mm -hmm. these kinds of systems because it's kind of a part of what people in theory right you know are used to in simulator games um we've but not still in mmos it's true not in mmos yeah. so it's, it's like, very contrary to that yeah it's a it's a weird uh, self-contained so yeah i would i'd be i i, I agree with you i don't think that you need it yeah there's gonna be an ask for it where it wouldn't be in stardew valley and I, and I, I think too with this i mean we think about other content that we've seen where they've adjusted it mm -hmm. right uh it, Relics, relics, and relics. Eureka. It's always yeah. relics. Everything. Boja. Um, whereas with Island Sanctuary, where you're like, okay, if I go in here, like, what do I get from it? Like, yeah. I get a Mandragora mount, a ponytail, and a body piece that has a backpack on it. It's yeah. it's not anything that's going to affect your performance outside of that content. And so mm -hmm. I think because of that, I don't think they need to do any kind of catch-up mechanics. Um, I mean, and like Rook said, it's, it's very much about the journey and the exploration um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I hope they continue to add, um, obviously expand it just kind of overall, but add things that um, shake up just the, the tr what will be like tr the traditional play yeah. of it, right? Where you log in once a week, gather a little bit, send out your expedition, set up your crafts for the week, and then you don't touch it for the rest of the week. I hope they give more of a reason to check in on it once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I saw some great suggestions in the chat of what right. people um, would even like from the game mode. Uh, adding a boat for sailing or like sure. a, a boat that you could take around the edge of the island and like try to dredge things up or um, stuff like that. I mean, I think that would be great. The idea of a little miniature mammoth pi uh, like pirate ship even that like circles around and dredges up stuff in the water. I love that. Um, I think fishing in general in some way, shape or form would be so great. Oh, it'd be so nice. What if you could have a little like fish hatchery too? That'd be adorable. Like mm -hmm. you could have it. You have kind of like the, um, you know, the, uh, the, the pasture, um, because little spawning grounds or hatchery grounds are a real thing. And they're kind of like a, usually like a sort of shallow, um, pond of sorts. Yeah. You then have various fish stock and they breed and things like that. That'd be so cute. And I personally have found fishing recently to be really fun in the game. So to have little unique collections for the island and things would also be really great and relaxing that I, that I think would kind of tie into everything. Um, I am all about, and this has been my big one personally, a breeding mini game, whether that's like literally taking the existing chocobo pedigrees i've talked about it before right. we were like hoping for island sanctuary but if you had some kind of stables or something in that regard and you could 
breed lineages or retire your chocobos to the island or mm-hmm. um, even if they at some point with the actual animals on the island created some kind of substat or trait system for them so like if you um capture this sheep it's it, its disposition is foul like we have mm-hmm. the ornery caracal right but like you could have different creatures that might be more amicable, less amicable. You could have different traits. Um, I know in Pokemon they did like different sizes or things like that, where longer term it would keep you engaged with going out and like trying to capture some new creature. Yeah. Or, like, trying to see, you know, oh, does this one have a better trait or could I bring this in and can I, you know, breed a good disposition in my chocobos or something? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so, I think yeah. that would be a fantastic extension. What what they have now, uh, from what I've seen, is it sounds like there's there, there's different levels of, like, happiness and, like, fullness, like, well-fedness or, you know, whatever you want to classify that as. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I had my first crop done, so I made some of, the, like, the higher-tier feed, um, and they're, like their happiness is like a step up now um, from what it was just feeding them like the, the apple feed. So I, d- I don't know what benefit that's going to have. Um, maybe it's something where it, if you, you know, use the, the upgraded feed, if it um, makes them more full and more happy longer, kind of like playing into that idea of like, you only really need to like visit like once a week, you can handle stuff and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see an expansion on that. And I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where, right, again, they're off to a fantastic start mm-hmm. with this content. I mean, it's, it can only get better from here. So I'm really curious to see um, what kind of changes they'll do, what kind of things they'll add. Because um, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Like, it's casual content. You'll, you know, you can kind of grind it a little bit if you want for the first few weeks. But at some point, you're it'll be routine, right, what you do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to add reasons to go back irregularly to that content i think would be really nice um but we'll just we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what they do with it yeah yeah at the very least i hope we get some more buildings and things because the ones we have are super cute the bathhouse yeah i'm so excited i'm building it right now while we talk it's building (laughs) it was it was so great watching you stream it and and your chat was like oh man like it'd be so cool if they added like a bathhouse and that night I expanded into a new section. It's like, would you like to build your second landmark? I'm like, yeah, let's see what we got. Bathhouse. (laughs) That's the thing people wanted. (laughs) I know. I love the little flare buildings, you know, buildings that are just for your personal choice and self-expression or character Mm. or, you know, you can build an armory if you were really into can You can also do, there are um, like island glamour prisms so you can change up. Uh, like, like if uh, you don't want like the wooden steps, That's you can make it one. just a ramp. Um, and yeah. th- and those exist. I don't know when they unlock because you mm. have the option to change stuff without having unlocked it. So I wish they. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's so weird because they have like this massive tutorial, but there's still stuff in there that they don't really explain very well. Yeah. Um, right. And so I would love to see more visual customization options, even if it's something as simple as like being able to dye a workshop. Um, just to kind of get away from that idea, like, you know, they're like, you can visit other people's islands. Cool. It looks just like mine. <laughs> like, it's what's the point? Um, I know. So- I felt bad. I had a friend <laughs> come by today and I was like, oh, you're on my island. And I was so excited. And I was like, hi, oh my gosh, hi. And, you know, he was talking with me and we were chatting a little bit about the game mode. And then I went, I would show you around, but 
it probably looks just like yours because we were both yeah. at the exact same rank. And I was like, what animals do you have in the pasture? You know? The same five animals that everybody else has at this rank. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what you have me for because I'm probably never going to interact with it. So every island will be new to me. You'll do it. You'll get to it. It, it would be nice Maybe. if, and, and I don't know how, how hard this would be from a, from a system standpoint or how well received it would be, but like uh, Animal Crossing comes back. I, mean, I know, you know she was like, this yeah. is an Animal Crossing, but it does share mm -hmm. a lot of similarities. Um, give us, make like three or four different islands. Like, obviously still have the same content on these islands, the sure. same groupings Ooh, of animals. But, like, just let the, the just let the layout be just ever so slightly different, mm. right? I think that would that would go a long way in, in that customization and, you know, being able to really make it feel like you had a say in what things, you know, where things go, what they look like. Because, right. like, and again, right, like, this isn't a game that was made to just, like, put houses wherever you want. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, I think more can be done at the very least. I think something like a, they have, uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, glamor thing right now where if you want, you can like make your, your home base two look like home base one or something, which is like, all right. I mean, that's something, but, uh, like just let us die. Add like a die, make it so like this, you know, this one part of it can change color, like so, anything, right. I think would go a long way in helping to, to customize the, the island. I think that's the first, that's the base system that they have in place right and so um the possibility for customization is there and i i do really really like that you can pick like the pathways and this thing and that thing mm -hmm. do you want it to look more wild and overgrown which then does make me believe that yes because that system is in place right at some point over the course of the growth of this there will be different cosmetic options different mm -hmm. pathways yeah. you can unlock or discover or research or um, because I, I hope that they add a little bit of that in because it's there, right? And I think we can all see that, right? Again, we're just at the base level release. It's just that it has so much potential. It gets so exciting to think about, right. yeah. um, you know, a chat in Paintsy saying, uh, building ideas are fun. What about a distillery? Right. Mm -hmm. And then that led me on this thought as well, where, you know, I was going, well, it'd be really cool if they even at some point tied this into, other things that you could do like maybe if they add these rewards both on the island for you to get as you rank up and hopefully they add a whole slew of recipes of all kinds of different things at some mm -hmm. point um, because I feel like I miss that a little bit now it's just like you get axe at level blank you get this at level as opposed to having like a robust crafting catalog where you're customizing the curtains or the chairs or the whatever you know mm -hmm. um, but they could do something too where they even tie it into stuff like tribe quests i don't know you rank up max with uh the dwarves and they have that little mini drinking game mm -hmm. right but why not toss something in there that would be for a tavern schematic for right. your for your island like yeah. you learned from them and they learned from you and now you can construct something like that yeah. or in different areas gemstones i don't know they could spread these out in many ways and in the game mode itself and offer players um, a lot of reasons to do a lot of content and still come back and customize more. And I think that's in the future. I hope that's yeah, in the future. I would hope so. It's there. My, my, my question then, I guess, would for that, because I mean, and, and you know, I, right, I want to see more customized islands. Mm -hmm. um, but for certain things, like, 
you know, we talked about the idea of, you know, like setting up like a bar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people with housing, right, could do that already. Yeah. So do we need another place where we can do things we can already do? Because of the way housing is, yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, people cannot express themselves in the way that they want to. So Island Sanctuary collects all of their wants, right? This is this content that is finally, finally, it's going to give me the stuff that I need. And you get there and it's like, oh, this is a great start. I wish I had this, this, and this. And they're just going to have to, I don't know, find a way to get, do a good middle ground. Because having a house should get you stuff that nothing else does. Mm. But this should be a good in-between, you know. Because um, that's what I see it as being there for. That I have ownership of a part of the world that my friends could come over and I have my unique stamp on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly what it's for. So I, I don't know how much though. You're right in saying that there's there's a limit. I don't know where that is. Yeah, I, I just I, I feel like there's like a, a weird overlap mm-hmm. or, or or potential for overlap. Not yeah. that that's necessarily a bad thing, right. but you know when you're spending the the resources, especially on something that's maybe heavily relying on serve instance servers. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it feels weird to be like, I want a bar for my island. Yeah, but like we have a bar in your house already. Why do you need one on an island? Like, not I that I want to go back well, to my house to drink. Well, right. I mean, yeah. and that's, and that's, that's totally <laughs> yeah, right. fair and, and valid. But I'm just, I'm curious, you know, when they're thinking of developing things, right, where yeah. they're going to say, well, you can already do X over here. Why do we need to do it here? Um, but I, I mean, think- they definitely need to add say, more customization for the island. Yeah. <laughs> I think Aldino made a good point, which is that one, right now, housing isn't actually accessible to everyone yeah. who wants a house. But two, yeah. I think there's also other things that prohibit people from engaging even with housing. What, like, were every single person able to have a house, right? Um, there are some people who won't have the in-game resources, time, energy, or design eye mm-hmm. to customize. You know, they go, oh, I want to build a bar in my house. So that it's like, cool, well, I put a table down. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't look like a bar, does it? So how do I do that? And then, yeah. especially when you're looking at systems like our current system, which I hope they improve on, where you can't free place objects and you have to mm. learn and look up a bunch of weird glitches just to be able to put yeah. a thing in a place you intuitively yeah. want to put a thing. Um, I think that sometimes people don't even get into that because they're like, one, I don't know how to do it. Two, I don't feel like I'm good at it. And three, I just don't want to spend... 15 hours trying to achieve something that you know if i had the right interface and or the right you know energy and artistic eye and tool like i would do but in this kind of case it's nice to have agency over something that people who have artistic direction and you know they create the buildings and here's the building Mm -hmm. um it's nice to have something like that because uh then it does feel like i still made this but i didn't have to you know, place every single chair. Now, I love placing every single chair. <laughs> and yes, I do think in future iterations of Island Sanctuary, it would be great to have some kind of interior space that you could customize, um, a la our housing system. But uh, I think that as it is, I like seeing the building come up and I want to know what they made. And even if I had a bar on my island and a bar in my house, I would use both for different mm-hmm. things. Because you can have a great bar party on the beach, on the island, and then you can have, I don't know, Ishgardian Tavern, Crackling Fire, like, at yeah. your house. So, yeah, I think there is... Yeah, you need a tiki bar still... on the island. Yeah, tiki For bar sure. on oh, the uh, island. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<sighs> yeah, yeah. This is also maybe a silly thing. Um, I hope at some point there's an option to hide the mammoths. <laughs> or to, like, make the mammoths a little house. And then be like, go in the house, mammoths. <laughs> because, because, like, I have I'm guests screaming... coming over. I don't want them to see you. Go in the mammoths. Go in the mammoth hut. I have guests coming. <laughs> it's just that, like, I've been G posing, and sometimes I want to, like, just take a picture in the house. But then there's, like, three mammoths with construction hats on in the background who aren't even constructing the house, they're just hanging out in there. <laughs> It's the so break like, room. Your house is their break room. Welcome to your own, own private island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I escaped society only to be surrounded by the world's sassiest mammoths at all hours of the day who watch me sleep at night. Yeah. So I would love it, though, if at some point you could, like, make them go somewhere. Yeah. Mick says in the chat, we have important people coming. Make the mammoths yeah. go to the shed. <laughs> I just want them to have a place where they feel comfortable, but where I don't have to see them with my eyeballs or take pictures of them. This is really just speedrunning <laughs> capitalism. Like, I haven't interacted with it, but like some of the takes out of this, I see. I see how it is. Tataro's getting to you guys. I'm telling you, chaotic good. Yeah. The whole I'm trying time. to think of any other specific... I mean, I love this mode. Oh my gosh, I've played it nonstop since I got through yeah. story stuff. I logged in this morning and I had a, a Spotify playlist on, just chilling in the background. I had my coffee, I had my yogurt for breakfast, and I was just hanging on this island. And I had a moment where I went, I think this is the most relaxed I have felt this whole week. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, one, as a content creator, it's exhausting mm -hmm. when you have new release stuff. So I've been doing all kinds of streams and things. But even just in games, I oftentimes feel a, a low level of pressure, right? Mm. What am I doing? Do people want to run something with me? Do I need to run something? Am I farming for something? Do I need... And I just was like vibing and it was raining and I could hear the rain on the roof in the in the game and the music mm. was playing and I was like, I'm just chill right now, yeah. my dudes. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm glad it's having that effect on, on so many people. Like, it, it is really awesome to see the community really get into it. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, if we're lucky, this is this is some testing grounds for mm -hmm. some other stuff like instant tarot. I mean, you know, one of the first sites you can do when you go to the island, you just stand on that little little like mm. ridge and just look out onto the water. And I just see all these little like little decent sized little islands. And I'm thinking like, this is just like happy home designer. Give me that DLC. I want to make a house <laughs> over there. Like <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh, it just hit me. I was thinking about Animal Crossing in that moment. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what made me think of this suddenly, but. I, I would love like um, something like a museum or a collection yeah. or a fossils or yeah. artifacts or I mean, we know on the setting of this island, there was, you know, supposedly a pirate presence there long ago. You could have something great where you could, you know, dig up little bits and pieces of that legacy yeah, or hidden treasure. gold or find it's, a buried treasure yeah, or and then put it in something like a museum or you could yeah. choose to do like an aquarium or, yeah. you know, a different collection in that regard, because that was one of my favorite parts of animal yeah. crossing and that's one of the yeah. other biomes there because the pirate went and stole from Razadhan, so there's some of that yeah. in the treasure you know it's, yeah. it's funny because you know, she was like i just want to be clear this is not animal crossing and now like the entire community is like yo could you make this maybe a little more like animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope right it yeah like, yeah 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 uh but man it's i think 
yeah and again like you know not that we haven't said it a million times already i think this is a first this is a great first start for this kind mm-hmm. of content it's super chill um and i it, i mean it can only get better like obviously it has to start somewhere right there's there's some issues it's not perfect but like what's here so far is like really good and like i can already tell you as soon as we're done here i'm gonna like make some food and I'm going to go, I'm going to open up my, my second granary. I'm going to send out an expedition. I'm going to do some gathering. I'm going to just jump right back into it. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's so good. But there's other stuff in the patch, too. <laughs> it was there? Oh, okay. Was there? Well, no, there was some really good stuff in this patch. <laughs> this is a really good patch. This, honestly, 6.2... I truly believe is one of my favorite patches, especially mm-hmm. when we come into full consideration of like uh, 0.25 when that's released. Sure, yeah. I do think that the yeah. 6.2 patches will be some of my favorite patch content we've had in the game, personally. So I am excited. Let's talk about the rest of it that we have mm-hmm. so far. So let's, I know they did a lot of revamps with uh, a lot of uh, Heavensward dungeons. I know, Rook, you jumped into all those. How how is that with with trusts now? Yeah, it's actually fantastic. <laughs> it is so good, fam. It is better than I thought it would even be, and I already had pretty high hopes for it. But as they pointed out with the live letter, the actual structure of Heavensward in particular, right? It is almost more traditionally like something how we would imagine a, a classic JRPG or one of the Final Fantasies. You go around, you get mired in this political fantasy drama, you gather a party, you journey into unknown lands and um, unimaginable heights with this group. And I think that Heavensward in many ways feels like a narrative that was designed for these changes. Mm-hmm. Because although sure, you can be like, yes, we're all here camping. And over there, off screen, there's been a whole group of adventurers as well. And now Just like traditional going. Final Fantasies, you carry around an entire party in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you need to go to battle, they just pop out. And... And then you and those people who have just been off screen following you all the way up into ancient forgotten lands just show up to do a dungeon and then it's back to the ensemble again. I mean, mm-hmm. it always felt a little dissonant. They have found ways around that in later content where, you know, you have magic and you summon people yeah. or whatever it is, right? But in Heavensward in particular, this core group of characters, they all represent the various factions, ideologies, the past, the present, the future. They play off of each other so beautifully, and they are so important to the narrative. And I really, really was moved by running these dungeons with them. Even the two that they revamped leading up into it. So um, they did... You all know how bad I am at remembering dungeon names on the spot, so you're going to have to translate no, for me. Snow Cloak. Just make yes, it Yes, Snow Cloak. I was going to say Tinkle Music Town. <laughs> That's a good one. I never would have been able to figure that one out. Tinkle, Tinkle Music, Music Town, Town. Fenrir. I would have been like, okay, I know exactly. Tinkle Music oh, with, Town, with Fenrir. Or with a wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll work. Big Wolf, Tinkle Town. Um, bah, bah, bah. That's me doing the Tinkle Town music mm-hmm. in the background. That's, that's very so, good. Sparse and beautiful. Um, and then they also did, oh, what's the one that leads up into it? Like before or just in It's Heavensward? right before Heavensward. That's no cloak. Looking in the chat to see. No, there's one more before Heavensward that has these other NPC trusts in them. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can't remember. What right happens now. in the dungeon? 
Oh, I'm trying to remember. Who's, okay. Because I'm like, the, the vigil is just after. Yeah, Vigil is is the first one in in Heaven's yeah. Word. There's there was no some other one that we did. We did two dungeons with these Keeper of the Lake. Keeper, yeah, Keeper, Keeper, okay. Keeper. Right, because so, nowhere near the <laughs> one yeah. with the Wait dragon. How could you forget that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I love Keeper of the Lake. Oh my, my brain gosh. just completely right. shorted. Uh, Keeper of the Lake and um, Tinkle Town Fenrir. Mm -hmm. They redid those two, and they're pretty drastically different. Every single fight in Keeper is different. Which is good. I th think, yes, yeah, Aldino, I think for the great overall benefit of players, because right. there were some weird things in there, like the pull one dragon far, one dragon close. There was mm -hmm. the scatter all the bombs. Why in the world did they just get sucked in again? There was the poor new player who the ship fixates on, who then gets yep. burned to a fiery crisp. There was... So they did change all of those, and I think they are better for a newer player experience. I was a little, it's a little bit of a bummer seeing some of the unique mechanics maybe negated or homogenized, mm. but overall mm -hmm. much better. Um, and in things like uh, Snow Cloak, uh, they redid those fights as well. So the weird every third drop of crystals with Fenrir, that's way mm -hmm. clearer to understand what's happening now, and it's not quite that same pacing. Um, the Yeti fight is completely different. Um, you are not angling him and coding little spriggans anymore. He just summons various snowballs and they detonate in large AOE patterns. So again, a little sad to lose some mm -hmm. of the uniqueness, but did it also cause tons of confusion? Yes. Um, and in those dungeons, you have the like core adventuring generic NPCs. But even so, there was some really cute, really fun stuff with them. Uh, the little Lalafell is all dressed in red, and in the Fenrir fight, makes a little comment, um, Red Riding Hood style, like, my, what terrible teeth it has. Oh my god. <laughs> like, they, they have some really good little dialogue that I think even leads you through the narrative of that dungeon. Mm -hmm. um, like when you're coming up the pathway uh, where there's the gusts of wind, the icy gusts of wind, um, right. they there are enemies that drop down from above. And I had never noticed this before, but one of the NPCs says, where are they coming from? Are they dropping down in snowballs? And then when you get up to the Yeti, you realize that the Yeti has been coating all those enemies and throwing what? them at you as you like run your way up the oh path. My gosh. So there, there are a lot of really great details like that. And then when you actually get into the Heavensward dungeons, it is, the dialogue is phenomenal between yeah. the different characters and Isail and Astinian. Um, and the fights have been reworked in several mm -hmm. of those as well. Uh, I think most notably Nidhogg's fight in the Airy and then um, the Gasticus fight. The, you know, the guy, the dragon that had the poison clouds. Uh, the poison, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that fight's completely different now. Um, and I actually think that one is way, way, way better in all regards. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the dialogue and everything is great. The vault will emotionally destroy you. And there's a new post-vault cutscene. So if anybody hasn't seen that, um, they actually tied it into the continuity of the canon of the adventuring party, the group that's with you and Alphano being there going through the vault. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the immediate cutscene that follows, it's something like, a, a knight's resolve or a knight's yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, that cutscene is different and fully voiced. Mm -hmm. uh, there's different animations. It they addressed a bit of a lore thing people have called <laughs> right. out for a long time about it, uh, and I thought it was really well done. Well, when you say that, that reminds me. I need to, I need to say this before I forget. Um, 
they have finally, finally fixed one of my biggest issues with trials in this game. Mm. When we go in, the character is otherwise voiced, right? That set the, the character, yeah. you know, the, whatever, whoever you're fighting, right, in the trial mm-hmm. will say stuff during the fight. But then, like, the intro cutscene will just have, like, text as yeah. they talk, but no voice. They have finally voiced them in yeah. this patch. They have finally yep. done it. Thank you. Thank it you was, so much. It's a good moment for it. Oh, too. gosh. Like, it's just, it's been forever. I've been wanting this for so long. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you clearly have somebody recording lines <laughs> for, like, Titania. But, like, why is it when I go into the fight, it's just subtitled with no, like, it's it's so weird. Because mm-hmm. they'll say things in the fight, but not, like, the cutscene or the, the outro for the fight. Now yeah. they do. They talk, they do. and it's wonderful. And it's about as a little, time. As a yeah. little tiny side note, because you mentioned Titania as well, they released the special effect Titania weapons with 6.2. Yep. Oh, they good. And they are ridiculously gorgeous. They are so beautiful. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's still, yeah. you know, no Titania weapons for Reaper or Sage, but, you know. Is there? Nope. Nope. Really the only special effect weapons huh. they have are the the round weapons from knights. That's weird. That's all they have for special effect weapons. Yeah. Well, that's super weird. Yeah, like, they need to keep I, working on that. But the tiny weapons, very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I I am imagining what the Reaper one look looks like, you know, and I'm like, I really thought I saw that, but yeah, no, nope. I don't think I did. Nope. Yeah. But no. yes, to answer your initial question. Dungeon revamp, really significant, really well done, and I think that it's very, if you're planning on doing a rerun of the game, or even on an alt, so worth it to do it with those light parties and those um, mm-hmm. duty supports, because, yeah, it really enhanced the experience of those dungeons for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Pandemonium. Yes. Have we all have we yes. all done Pandemonium? Very good story, I like the story. Uh, music. Even better. Even better. So good. Like, I love how they they changed the pattern up this time around. Yes. Because, like, traditionally, like, you would have, for the first three tiers, the same track plays. Then you have, like, the boss tier, something different plays. But, like, this time, five is different. Six and seven are the same song. And then there's a new track for eight. Mm -hmm. And the one for six and seven is so good. It's, like, it's it's, it's Persona. It's like Sokin was like, yo, I always wanted to do like an Evanescence cover. Mm-hmm. And I am like so here for it. It's so, like I went and I, I immediately like went to the market board. I'm like, how much is this for Cast Funeral? A million gil? Whatever. I don't care. I'm buying it. <laughs> it is just... so reminiscent to me of, of I believe it's Shoji Meguro who does Persona mm-hmm. and the mm. strong feminine vocal of like Persona 5's what? Is it Rivers in the Desert? It's some, one of those songs that has that driving guitar the the female really? vocal i wouldn't i wouldn't have pulled sore. that out from that one i, I for really? me i think for, the, I, well i also li- i also listened to like a, a lot of evanescence but like back in like high school sure. and stuff yeah. so like for me it's just it's just evanescence like that's all it is yeah but like no, that's not I a hear, bad thing <laughs> i hear the persona relation although persona 5 had almost that bit of like jazz, jazz swing yeah. kind persona, of yeah um, it was a little more upbeat than, the, than but, what this is 
I agree with you. I also thought of Persona, Aldino, mm, okay. even though this one has a little bit more of that rock integration, which is maybe where you're getting some of the Evanescence feel, like uh, Fusion. I loved this song. And yes, I was so, I'm so glad that they have a musical journey through these four fights as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the culminating remix uh, in that last fight, also so appropriate and yeah. so like fantastic. Those two songs in the middle kind of supporting what's happening with either of those tragic female figures and then the one at the start um you know it's a good kickoff to everything else um that's ahead but i felt like last tier uh i liked this the music but the musical journey between those fights got to the point where i was just like and i'm gonna mute the music and put on spotify <laughs> you right. know i i i didn't find it as engaging as this tier yeah no i thought it was really good um and of course the rewards we have to talk about the rewards we get super shiny armor um i i got the i got the body piece for my for my my reaper and dragoon um i mean it looks cool but i think it's it's already kind of wearing on me just because it just looks really weird to just have like a giant light ring behind me like right. doing the msq like anytime it showed me it looked like i was coming out of a portal or something it was just it was really <laughs> weird and awkward and i wish that it had been more attached to the body like some of the other ones sure. like like, like the like yeah. caster and stuff has like flaming shoulders and Shoulder. stuff just having like this big ass like light up circle behind you like it feels really weird like like they couldn't come up with like what kind of lighting effects should we have on this one i don't know just make a big circle behind them or something it just it feels weird it feels really weird um but it's also one of those things where like it's it's a new thing like for armor right yeah. that they're doing so it's like ooh, check this out it's really cool but it's like i feel like i'll be glamouring this you know, in the next couple of weeks, it's just, I don't know. It's a little weird. I, I thought that I was going to hate the glowy shoulders because just the way that numbers go that of course we can't see. Uh, this is just all hypothetical. Uh, the chest is very good for me. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll get that. Uh, it's hard to match right to anything else. Cause it was made sure. for its own self. But one thing I definitely want to call out for, for caster is, the chest and the pants are separate. You can have an armored look and not have the bottom dressed. And a lot of like the 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 kind of smock slash skirt thing that people really get upset about. I've never been upset about. It. You're a caster, right? A lot of your gear are going to be rogue, but since it's in half, you can match it with an armored bottom as well and have this completely unique caster look, which I really do like that it's been split in that way. Um, but yeah, it. It's a little weird to have the glowy because there's so much going on already. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. we're going to talk uh, mm -hmm. a bit about the trial and the extreme at some point, but it's already visually unclear in there. So having more glowy bits everywhere, I don't know. I don't know. But I do like it in the moment. Right now, I'm okay with it. We'll yeah. See. I am not opposed to the special effects. Mm -hmm. It's funny, Ali, you, you mentioned the skirt and top mm -hmm. division. Um, I like a good robe on certain characters, yeah. but I think, especially with casters, I think where some of the problems come in are things like having Red Mage in this, yes. you know, this collection. Um, I even find that given the aesthetic now of things like Sage and other classes, while robes and stuff work f for sure for certain mm -hmm. characters, 
Um, there are many characters in this game that might not want to wear a full-length dress yeah. or a robe or a, you know anything. And I've had characters in the past where I dress them almost exclusively in robes, mm -hmm. and my current character is like all pants all the way. Yeah. So I was excited about some of those separations too because the vast majority of the rest of the gear, including the new dungeon gear, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite new sets that has been it's added great. to this game in ages, but the top is mm -hmm. all one long dress at four healers and casters. Yep. And I had a moment where I went, oh, because <laughs> I really wanted, I had been farming the gear. I hadn't even looked it up because I was like, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. And then it dropped and I was like, it's the dress. Like, yeah. I was so sad. But all of that to say, um, I liked that with the raid set, they did that division. Mm -hmm. One, and when it comes to the special effects, that's two. I am happy we have the option to have them. Yeah. Um, I am glad that there is gear, more gear being added to this game that pushes the fantasy element. If you don't like it, you don't have to use it, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I like that it has special effects. I was a little surprised that the special effect was also on the normal version, which has led a lot of people to wondering, oh, well, will the special effect be dieable in the Savage? Which I really hope is the case because I think you do want to have some delineation other, you know, you want it to feel special in many ways. So, um, I think that would be a nice way to allow further customization of that piece. Uh, I think it reflects the themes, the, the, like, of both father and son that's all i'll say mm -hmm. yeah you know um and the context of the raid itself which i think is really nice and uh the fights themselves in the raids were fantastic a lot of variety i really enjoyed them and i'm excited to see what the savage mode is like so overall i really loved this i loved this portion of the story and um i think there are a lot of big connotations for what's happening right now in pandemonium and the only other thing i'll say about those rings is that while I support fantasy special effects, sometimes the rings do look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen I've seen my partner wearing it on a mount, and depending on how you sit, um, the whole thing scoots like the whole special effect scoots up over your head, so you just have this mm -hmm. like halo over you. Um, they also looked hilarious when they were going to Island Sanctuary, and there's Tataru on the prow of the boat, and then they're just standing there like flames <laughs> behind. Yeah, them. it's really weird, <laughs> and I. You know, we we had I think it was what was it the with the original Alexander weapons you where you die it and the glow would be affected. Yeah, there's a part of me so. like it'd be weird if you could die the the glow effect because you know kind of like what you said already, Aldi. Like it can be distracting, and now yeah. the idea of being able to change the color like. What if you have a couple of DPS that have that body and then they dye it like a yellow or orange ring and they stand on top of each other at a glance that looks like a stack marker or something like mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just it's it's a bit much, I think, at least for the for the, the ring piece. It's just it's what, a giant I, circle like. All right. Like it's cool. It's glowing. It's new. Like but uh... I really. I really want to get one. Maybe I'll do it next week because there's not a whole bunch of the rest of the raid gear that, that I really want to have. Um, so maybe I'll just get that ring because I can't wait to poke at it because there's a lot of these little animation glitches that you can reproduce. Like one of my favorites is Red Mage. If you unsheath and you strafe like left, I think it is, your focus flips around. Like 
it's supposed to turn with you. I heard that one. Yeah, it's fun. Huh. I love doing it. Yeah, like you can hold it out and it'll just flip around because it's it's a it's something called gimbal lock. They went to rotate more than 360, but it said five, like it's five more than 360. So it rotates the other way around because it's the easier hmm. way. So when and you can see it, I can make it happen. Like as I'm waiting for every raid when I was on Red Maid, I'd just be kind of going back and forth. It's like when we were going back and forth strafing and we would scale. You remember that? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That was so it's, wild. It's some of those issues, right? And yeah. I, I'm like, does the ring scale? They probably fixed that bug, but I wonder if I can get it to flip around. Like, I really want to get it to flip around. Yeah, there's the there's the other one, too, where if you have a weapon with a glow effect, if you, like, uh, sheath it, but then, like, do an emote real quick, yep. it'll it'll stay glowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about I the really scaling one. The scale one was I really fun. Want to poke mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It would be really nice if they added a toggle for the effect yes. where you could turn it on or off. Yeah. At least for the rings. I mean, mm-hmm. at least for the rings. That right. would be so nice. Yeah, because, you know, I think the caster set looks looks great. It's going to appeal to certain people because it's kind of edgy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you were to turn off the glow, it would be a little bit more subdued, more realistic, more somehow more void than with the glowy bits. Because to me, and we know things about void scent, these are not spoilers. Like, if you're broadcasting that you have a lot of energy, that's probably a bad idea. Just saying. Like, hey, look, I have so much extra ether that it's coming out of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? You're looking like a snack right now. You know what I mean? It's it's just a little weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe your warrior of light does just want to look like a snack. Yeah, maybe. That's Maybe fine. they're like that one guy that wrote those journals about mm-hmm. how into Void Scent he was, you know? Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Tell what you what, after 6.2, I'm more into Void Scent than I thought. That's all uh, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Shocking absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the dungeon without spoilers, maybe? Because I think it's it's an interesting design that we haven't seen before. It is probably the fastest dungeon ever, period. If you are really trying to go quick, that mm. is the fastest dungeon you could possibly do. Mm. Um, like, people are going to be hoping for it in the expert, which is great because you have 50%, probably more than 50% because people are going through it. Yeah. But, you know, I won't go into what the bosses are, but that first one is a style of boss that we have never had before, which is a very interesting... We've had something so. similar amaranth like what amaranth what? we had there's there was a, a section in in no. amaranth that was kind of like that was it there's, was it a boss isn't it the big bird is it the big bird and he summons a whole bunch of oh i see yeah is it the bird or it's, is it it's the second them, second to last section in amaranth one of them summons a bunch of things yes but they're not wholly constituted yes. of it Correct. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. The okay, fight okay. itself is all AOE j- until the very, yeah. very end. And yeah. that's that's a very interesting design. I think um, I was going to say Paglathon, uh, the wall. Mm. Like that, that's the yeah, closest oh, thing I could say right. to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah. It, it it pings on my radar because I play a class that is traditionally good at AOE. So that dungeon is just a playground for me. Like that, it's super fun. Like getting to use more of your AOE abilities in bosses and hopefully in the raids, please bring back more ad phases. Um, 
is fun. It's good. You get into the part of your job that is made for that. And some jobs really love that. Ninjas love in that dungeon because you can reset between every pull. You know, you can you can stealth, you can do all this sort of stuff. And then the boss is time to go. White mages, it's your time. It's your time. <laughs> I have no way of telling this, obviously. However, <laughs> I was with a, a singular white mage. That was very, very well geared. And man, did they feel like they were doing way more damage than anyone else. Certainly felt that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I do like that component of it. Mm -hmm. I think the dungeon, it's design visually. It, yeah. The music, mm -hmm. I think the bosses themselves do bring something interesting and unique yes. to the table, each of them. Um, I think, I mean, the setting is just so compelling. Like, it's great. so exciting. The gear set, fantastic. Fantastic. I do agree with you, Alphano, in that mm -hmm. as far as the variety throughout and the ease of clear of yeah. it, um, I mean, it doesn't matter. It, I think it does so many other things so well that it mm -hmm. really is not that it's not the end of the world. I was a little bit underwhelmed by the yeah. difficulty of it, I suppose oh, you could yes. say. Just in that I do tend to love, especially this was so funny because we actually, because we went in to do the vault, which had been, you know, revamped with the mm -hmm. trust. Um, I was reminded of how much I love the vault. The vault, mm. I think, is such a fantastic dungeon, and it was pretty spicy when it was out, even oh, yeah. when it was current. Um, but all of the different mobs have some little different gimmick. Mm -hmm. There, you know, each mob has some little thing that you're dealing with. There's the surprise mobs that come out from around the corner, and a tank, you know, might get just right. swamped by them. Um, there are the chess pieces that have their different attacks, and mm -hmm. they work in tandem. So you're trying to figure out which one you're going to burn down. There's the um, animated armor that springs to life, and they have the big cleaves. Yeah. I love the vault because the bosses are distinctive and interesting, but the trash itself also has little unique compositions, setups, and things that you go through, even down mm -hmm. to that last bit with the gargoyles that get summoned, and you're trying to like burn as fast as you can yep. and then AoE them right. as fast. I like that. Um, in this dungeon, I felt like maybe the one thing, the only yep. thing that it lacked was that even for having sometimes some really great, unique creatures that we've seen before mm -hmm. and that we know have their own mechanics, it doesn't feel like there's literally anything different yeah. going. Like you, it's it's like you said, pull everything, smash it down, just keep going. Um, and of course, that's just sort of how it ends up being generally. Yeah. But I found that I've had a wide range of tanks as I've run it and farmed it. Yeah. And everyone from tanks that literally said as we started the run, like, hey, I haven't touched tank yeah, since two expansions <laughs> ago. I tanked it once playing on Bebop's computer using a setup that I had never mm -hmm. used before just to try and get stuff unlocked for raid night. And we didn't even come close to anyone dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> so to me, I think they could have upped a little bit yeah. of the difficulty in it just to really give it that great sense of a hostile place, you know, and um, uh, a dangerous new world in, in a sense. But otherwise, I think everything about this dungeon is so strong. I really enjoy running it regardless. And uh, I think it was really beautifully done. The difficulty talk uh, activated my trap card because this is uh -oh. something that, that's why I brought it up. It's so fast, it's so fun, it's so easy. Do you think that this is the easiest dungeon 
maybe let's let's not say it's the easiest dungeon. Do you think that this dungeon is so easy because of variant and criterion dungeons coming to give us a challenge? I do. And this is just how we get tomes now. Yeah, that could be. How do you feel about that? If it might be true. Do you think that that's a good split? Do you think that it might address some of the issues of like one of the only places where the super hardcore and the super casual interact, 24 mans, experts, because you have to do them. Do you think that that was hmm. cognizant? Do you think that that is showing us anything? Or do you think that they just went, eh, it'll be a fun dungeon? I don't know. I've actually been wondering this mm -hmm. ever since I started running it, to be honest. Yeah. I've thought about this a lot because we also did have the dead ends. And mm -hmm. I think the dead ends is also a dungeon that's really well tooled towards something like when I was praising those qualities of the vault. Yeah. I think that ends has that. Like, mm -hmm. I think that it is a fairly challenging dungeon, all things considered. Yeah, it, can be. Um, it can be depending yeah. on the group and their anticipation, particularly the boss mechanics in that yes. one. Yeah. Several of the fights, uh, like the first and second fights, I think there's mm. a good chance people are going to go down, Absolutely. you know? And uh, I, I like that because it does, it feels like it matches the stakes. Mm -hmm. But um, as I was thinking and running this dungeon, Aldino, I had much the same thought because I was going, well, hey, we just got the dead ends. Right. So I don't know if they've completely decided to deviate from this. Mm -hmm. But then I was thinking about these Criterion dungeons as well. And I was going, well, if this is something they're planning to introduce from here on out, are they going to, in general, design dungeons maybe moving forward mm. um, as the absolute basic stepping stone mm. of a journey in dungeon content so that anybody who's running the story, um, there's very little demand or stress on mm -hmm. players, which in, it, in and of itself is not a bad thing. Sure. Um, I always want players to go through this story and have fun and love it and enjoy it and not With get to a dungeon. Friction. Yes, like I don't want them to have to be super yeah. stressed. Um, as somebody who likes dungeon content and mm -hmm. who also, you know, when we have things like these expert roulettes, you do run them a lot. Part of what made them interesting to me was the fact that I liked having that journey of people yeah. mastering them, getting better geared, we're running it all the time, so we're going to learn to work out all those kinks. And I loved seeing that progression as the community went through it. And mm -hmm. I loved when you could tell that somebody new came in, even at the very end of a cycle, and you were like, oh, yay! It's like we get to go back to day one release. We're all going to die. You know, <laughs> I, I had so much fun with that. Yeah. Um, but it did make me wonder with these new Criterion Dungeons, if they are trying to tune it more like you said. And then I also started thinking about the introduction of trusts as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because I think they are now designing content with the mentality of a run with trusts in mind. Mm -hmm. Which... I kind of love and hate, yeah. to be completely honest, sure. because I don't think that these dungeons should be tuned around what their bots are AI capable of. Yeah. I think yeah. they need to be tuned around what human thought adaptation and responsiveness, you know, because that's really those are the people you're engaging, mm -hmm. right? You have to engage them. Um, but I do wonder if some of the homogenization of mechanics is not only just to like teach people things better or things like that, but also because the bots can't do things yeah. that are very strange or outliers or very on the fly. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I right. think you go. I was going to say this, this whole time I've been thinking they're dumbing down the yeah. dungeons because of trust. And then you finally mm -hmm. said it. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, 
you know, you look at what they've been doing with ARR dungeons and Heavensward dungeons mm-hmm. where they make them trust compatible and they have to dumb down the mechanics so that the trust can do it. Um, whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I mean, there's there's arguments on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the plus side, we are going to have Criterion dungeons, yep. so people that do want to challenge have that option. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's like ten thousand percent because of trust and what trust are capable yeah. of that that's why the dungeons are the way that they are. Um, right. So it's a you know it's an interesting way that they have to design, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I just wonder what we'll see going forward in, in this expansion. And also, I'm just thinking about late, I don't know, 6-3, 6-4 in like the current tier of Savage at that point. Well, 6-4 at that point. And going through this dungeon would be... like <laughs> If it doesn't get item sync, you're just going to be like, boom, done. I'm over. It's over. Yeah. What boss? I didn't see a boss. It's also, I think, interesting to looking at just kind of the the msq right now right um obviously with with 6.0 we had a trust trial but we haven't had that since Mm -hmm. um which is weird because if you're dumbing down a dungeon like for trust and then you go into like the 6.2 trial you're like whoa wait a second (laughs) so like it seems it seems kind of weird to like have something like that's easier than like you know in in like a particular category like dungeons right Mm -hmm. have something easier and shorter than we've seen before but then to have this trial with this patch that's a good probably one of the right you like that yeah it's it's like it's it's one of the the quicker and like busiest trials i think that we've had so it's really weird to see them being like we want to make sure that people can get through the story easily just kidding, this trial is gonna be a little crazy. It's also MSQ required. So it's it's really weird yeah. to have that like it's almost like a disconnect with with what they've been doing. Yeah. I I love this trial though. Like from uh let's say previous references to things that it does reference to the song, which is such a bop that I cannot stop humming it while I'm doing the fight literally at any time see that's been me with the pandemonium track this week (laughs) like i bought the orchestrion roll i just go into my house and just keep the client up while i'm working and just have the track (laughs) looping for hours i i have not wanted a song more than this one in particular and i am excited with the way that they execute that's just to be as neutral and non-spoiler as possible i've i've enjoyed the 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 tracks that they've done as well in in, you know regards to the dungeon and the trial like it's it's they they do little differences like things in there and it's just mm-hmm. it's it's good it keeps the songs yeah. really fresh i think a little bit of a remix so like yeah. trial content itself how do you feel about the mechanics i love it yeah i it's, love that there's so much running around right I've, I've only done like to clarify i've only done the dungeon normal. and the trial yes. once like yeah, i did them last night like it's that's it but man yeah. like i would just sit there just like ah like the whole time just like <laughs> where do i go it's so fun one thing yeah. that i think actually fusion you brought up the point about perhaps the perceived gap from dungeon mm-hmm. to trial but they actually prime you for the trial mechanics in the last fight of this the is dungeon true. It's true. this is because two of the major moves that he does that mm-hmm. I think are some of the only ones that actually tend to kill people if yep. they do even. Um, 
uh, are literally things that she does in her fight. Yeah. So um, whether or not they wanted to create a continuity between the, the you know, um, uh, uh, the four fiends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, for a second, I was like, four lords? And yeah. then I went, no, Rook, that's different. <laughs> My brain's a little fried at the end yeah. of this week. It's been a nonstop hype. So thank yeah. you all for bearing with me. Um, the Four Fiends, right? So I didn't know mm -hmm. if it was because they wanted to draw continuity between them or if it's because they were trying to prepare people even a little bit ahead of time for what was going to be. I think a generally pretty pretty good difficulty threshold mm. normal trial now i don't think that this is as hard as let's say shinryu at release sure, was no, even normal not. um but it is still i think the best trial of endwalker and uh, i yeah. okay there's like one other that you all know would be my favorite that sure. i do actually love but even with loving that fight in the extreme, I think this one is the most fun I've had with a trial, mm -hmm. this expansion. Um, it is so well done. The arena, yeah. the character, the battle, the mechanics. Mm -hmm. It is difficult, but difficult in a different way in right. the sense that it feels more, it's faster paced, more spontaneous, more um, re uh, you know, instantaneously reactive mm -hmm. as opposed to like, okay, well now we have one mechanic and we need 50 charts. Like this yeah. isn't that fight. This fight, you might say, here's the mechanic. We do this one thing. That's the main big thing in this mechanic. But then you're dealing with like a bunch of other little things yeah. in the extreme version or in other yep. stuff. Um, and that given the length of the fight and the repetition of various phases, adds a different level of kind of stamina difficulty mm -hmm. and awareness difficulty, positioning difficulty, that I think is really fun without being grueling. Yeah. I um, I even said on stream this week, uh, I was like, we did the first night with our static, Aldino, and um, <laughs> I said on stream, I was like, for the first time in a long time, because we were just on repeat mode, you know, we were just farming, we were just doing stuff, and I was like, but I'm really looking forward to raid tonight. I want to go back in and I want to do that fight more. <laughs> like, I just want to, I want to like do it and I just want to clear it and I want to farm it. And yeah. <laughs> like, I have fun with it. So I love it. I think the weapons are also beautiful for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I thought they did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, speaking of the extreme version of it, I mean, I think that that's a, it's a, it, the jump makes sense. The mechanics expand in a good way. Um, and yeah, they just layer multiple on top of it. Um, and it's just, it's a fun romp and like, yes. Okay. There's some things that, that will suck a little bit uptime. What is that? What is that? Also, what direction is it facing? Who knows? <laughs> All the time. It's just spinning, spinning yep. forever. And yeah, if you'd like to cast, good luck. Um, you just have <laughs> to learn to get around it. And that optimization has always been the thing that I love, right? Uh, and it really lends itself to getting optimized in the way that you dodge and knowing what's coming up next so that you can pre-dodge so that you don't have to scramble. And I love when fights really reward you for mm -hmm. learning the timeline, but also you know that it's going to be more random than usual because it's not just what set of mechanics will come out, where are the mechanics and where are they going to? Yeah. Um, so that's that's it's it's really cool. It's a layered difficulty that I think I can't wait to see what else we get, you know, like later on in the trial series, whatever they're going to do, because who knows? Yeah. yeah. 
I agree. And one other thing that I just had in mind with this trial mm. is that we've had similar thematic fights yeah. in the game. Again, I'm trying not to do anything that's super spoilery, mm -hmm. but in that we have seen iterations of the um, perhaps magic used yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out sure. you know what I'm, you know what i mean yeah the, the boss and the type of uh mm -hmm. of magic that yeah. they represent in a sense um the the aspect there maybe mm -hmm. that's a good word to use that they represent we have seen represented yeah. before uh and i'm always a little bit worried especially given some of our previous raids and things like that like oh is this just gonna feel like a rehash of okay. this thing like a hundredth rehash of this thing <laughs> but i i did also really appreciate this fight because even though there are some shared commonalities and theming this still felt so distinctive yes. and like a different take on that aspect that um was surprising and exciting i have never played uh any of the games that might have influenced mm -hmm things i've played some but not one mm -hmm. in particular this is hard to do stop, <laughs> yeah. just stop. Yeah. um but i still found this fight really fun yeah. and um, regardless i think uh, a lot of the content of this patch uh, you don't have to be anybody that knows anything outside oh, of just yeah. this story and it's still really fun uh, is there what anything else? else what else I, did we do it uh glamour dresser has more spots Glamour cool. just has more. Did you did you cap it yet, Rook? I'm getting I'm getting there. I think Island Sanctuary kept people from doing it, probably. Mm -hmm. Yes. It took me. <laughs> I sat down for about an hour and a half just to sort through some glamour stuff I needed to sort through, and I did get, I think, about two hundred of the slots filled. <laughs> but let me tell you, it does feel great to have that extra space. Right. It was so yeah. desperately needed. And with all the amazing gear we got this patch, as we talked about, I mean, you could fill mm -hmm. the, the dresser already just with that gear. But even so, this was so needed, and I'm really happy to have it. There, again, they have to look at it longer term. But mm -hmm. it is filling more slowly than I thought it would. So a lot yeah. of the stuff that I had just been sitting on uh, I have been able to get in there and still have space, and that's a good feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's very, very early. You know, this is why we're not going into spoilers. Like the patch is barely here. Uh, job adjustments, wise and crit direct hit changes. Early feelings, because we can only have feelings about this, right? You know, we can only just kind of <laughs> connect and share how we feel about these things. I think it is a game changer. Um, and I think that we'll see that um, just from preliminary feelings gathered from the community and not numbers in any way, shape or form. Um, it's it's going to be very interesting to see where it all shakes out. And. Oh, you're drinking. I'll wait till you drink. And I hate it, but we'll talk about it in the future. I was waiting for you to stop drinking so you wouldn't do a spit take. Thank no, you fine. for just trying to spare yeah. me. Thank you. It's okay. <laughs> But yeah, I we mean, don't know just yet. Yeah, I mean, Reaper got buffs, like that's cool. Uh, Dragon yeah, that's had cool. a super weird ass change that apparently yeah, the community was... wanted that I I hadn't seen any feedback about it. But all right, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I could get because I try, I asked and I asked, and you know, some people were like, "Well, it'll help you from fat fingering Mirage dive right after you jump when you didn't want to, because a button changes over, and if you're smashing it and you have that little jump delay, you could hit Mirage dive." But they're like, I don't think that it needed another button, though. 
I don't think that that was a solution for this. I mean, like Having another whole button for this. I, I, I won't claim to be like the, yeah. the, the, the best Dragoon yeah. DPS in the world, but I usually use Mirage Drive after I jump anyway. So, right. <laughs> whatever. Like, I, d I don't know. I maybe in some way having that. It, it could help, you know, I don't know. Learning. I don't know. Like, and even the person that I asked was like, but that's like really not. We're going to make this change where you can have less buttons on your hotbar. Yeah. yeah! We're going to exactly. revert the change. So now you need more buttons. I'm like, wow, well, all right. right. I, I didn't ask for this. I, didn't, I don't know anybody that asked for it, but right. whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I, really, I really think that crit buffs are going to be real nice, let's say. Okay, okay. Uh, the only change that really affected me thus far this patch is that they extended Liturgy of the Bells duration yeah. for White Mage. Which is cool. And that was sweet. That was a great, yep. love that change. Good job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, here's where I would talk about my changes, if there were any. Mm. I'm, I'm just trying to channel some. Uh... There, there, you got, there, you there. got some new, some new armor and some books. Yeah. You know, to read in mat in the middle of battle. Yeah. 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 I I'm just waiting to see. Yeah, with the, with the job stuff. And then as well, this next Savage tier. I mean, these are all going to be things that uh, we're just going to have to look at moving yeah, forward because... We'll definitely talk about them. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of interesting stuff there, even just trying this week delay this time around. And mm -hmm. we know there may be some bigger changes to come for particularly Dragoon and Astrologian, supposedly, right. somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. And whatever else they bring to the table, even as we get into, you know, the next expansion. So... Yeah. We'll just have to see. Yeah. We'll just have to see. But yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. There's nothing else to that statement. We yeah. have to see and then yeah, react afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't personally have, I think, that strong of feelings on it at the moment because mm -hmm. it wasn't anything that directly affected the classes I'm playing currently. Right. But I know for many other people, this is going to be massive. Oh, you know? yeah, that's right. Machinist. What the fuck? What? Right. Yeah. What? <laughs> That, what what happened there? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's super interesting, and that is what I'm I'm waiting for the most to really see how we feel. You can't see my shifty eyes because I'm wearing sunglasses. Anyway, how we feel about what has happened with Machinist after yeah. we get through Savage because it it makes sense. It, it is a it is a change that makes sense, but it's also yeah. weird. It's it's always been one of those things. I mean, ever since you know they like the 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 Shadowbringers machinist, right? It's like mm -hmm. okay, but like, do we just call the robot as soon as we can, or do we let the battery wait charge a little bit? Okay. Meanwhile, flamethrowers just like hi guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It'll be curious once people have more time with it. I'm, I'm yeah yeah. I see Painty in the chat specifically saying that summoning the queen feels bad with the change. Mm. She comes at 12 seconds, but by the time her landing animation ends, she is finally attacking with six seconds left on yeah. the timer. So you're not actually even getting 12 seconds unless, yeah. I don't GCD. believe she actually does any of those hits until she lands, correct? So. so. It has to, yeah, it, 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 the queen's weird because it, like it's, it, it, there's like a weird kind of delay when you summon it, mm -hmm. where it'll show up, and then it has to detect what you're hitting, which is, it feels like that, that's probably even more of a thing now. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, it sounds like there's going to be like another couple ticks before it picks that up now. Mm -hmm. um, and because before I think it would just it would target whatever you were targeting when you summoned it, yeah. but now it targets whatever you hit after you summon it. 
If if oh, that interesting. Maybe if I read that I right, I, I, I if I'm wrong, correct me, please. But sure, I, I yeah. feel I feel like that's because it yeah. would always shift too. Like if you targeted something else, but I mm-hmm. may, I don't know how the 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 it, you know yeah, the finer details of that are working now. But yeah, it was always a delay. You'd call it up and stand there for a second, and then it would go into things, yeah. and it always felt like. Like it was wasting time because of that. I don't know what they could do to to change that. Yeah. Um, Thematically, I love Living Shadow. I love the Queen, but mechanically, they probably should just work closer to the Reaper pet. Honestly, I mean, like, there's a lot of people who are like, "Well, Living Shadow is just a glorified dot. It's just you know, like, it just does damage over time. Like, you can't stop it. You can't do anything different with it. Same for the Queen, except for you can trigger her a little bit earlier." Um, you know, so you have a little bit of control over that because Living Shadow, you don't even have that, I don't believe. So yeah. it's like a, it's an interesting, weird pet mechanic where they're trying to get rid of most of the pet mechanics we have anyway. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. 7.0, they're just going to replace the queen with a bazooka. It just does a bunch <laughs> of damage. It, it's like right. twice as much as drill or something. Same cooldown, mm-hmm. whatever. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's weird. It always sucks coming from a summoner player. <laughs> when you press the button and you're like, it's going to land under the buffs and the pet goes, eh, I'll take a sec. Oh, sorry. Missed the buff. Whoopsie. Yeah, that sucks. That just sucks. And any yeah. way you can to mitigate that, be it through play, through better timing or through making this a little less, dare I say it, clunky. Please do it. Please. Yeah. So. But yeah, Jerry is out on balance changes but we will definitely be talking about them yeah i mean and it's hard too because everybody's been in island sanctuary so yeah <laughs> i mean that's really ultimately when we get down to it they put savage off for a week it's because they knew everybody yeah. would just be an island sanctuary uh, also go do island sanctuary yeah. <laughs> uh, if new- you can instance it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh pvp i didn't do any Probably a lot of people didn't because of Island Sanctuary. Mm, I yeah, I haven't. They... There was PvP. I didn't know. I was I was on my island. Some changes, yeah. They they started the new season, the new reward yeah. track, and uh, there is you can now do rival wings. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't heard anything from the community at all. At, le- at all, honestly, I but I haven't heard anything very angry about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I have not actually even had a chance to go in myself with that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll have to get back to everybody on it. We all will. But yeah. it seems like many of the other features this patch just, I think, took precedent, you know? I, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things, too. I think, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll probably have a better feel for how it's mm-hmm. being received. Because right now, everybody's in the sanctuary. Like, yeah. some you know, this week, somebody I, I follow, uh, you know, tweeted like a 30 plus timer for for PvP. Right. So it's like because everybody's in Island Sanctuary right now, like give it time. Let people, you know, get to that that automation phase where that routine where they log in once a week. Um, I saw that, too, where they were saying like and already the new P or I saw somebody else maybe who was saying and already the new PVP is dead and cues are, you know, taking forever. And I was going, what are you talking about? Like a whole new patch just came out. We have the yeah. NA tournament coming up. We have mm-hmm. all this other stuff, but people are doing every other piece of content that came out right now. Yeah. I have 
no doubt that people will Absolutely. get back to farming yeah. this season. There are some good rewards this season yeah. too. There's that amazing dragon mount. Yep. Like people are gonna be in there. It's just that as with anything, a lot of other stuff comes first when a new patch drops, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's just a busy evergreen. Time. Yeah, PvP is evergreen. Yeah. You could do it anytime. You can queue uh, when it is back up to where it was, which will only take a couple of weeks because people love this new PvP. Yep. You could queue in the middle of the night and still not have too much of a wait, and I'm sure it's going to get back to that. Yeah. So, did we do it? I think we I did think it. So. We didn't touch on um, the Tataru sure. quest, but at the same time, I don't think any of us have done that. I, no, I, I did Island Sanctuary. <laughs> no, there's another one. Oh. And <laughs> no, I have not done that yet, but it seems like I've heard positive things about it. But mm -hmm. again, I'll get back to everybody on that. And then the only other thing that I can think of is maybe a heads up to everybody that's been floating around the community. Mm -hmm. a, after you finish the MSQ, Look yep. for a golden quest right next to where you turned in the last MSQ. There is apparently a bonus quest at the mm -hmm. end that's marked as a golden side quest that has, I think, some of the biggest lore bombs of this entire patch yeah. just in it. So yep. it's really the ending to the MSQ, even though it's not marked as the MSQ for some reason. That bothers me so much that they would just shove a bunch of stuff in there, but then like you could just miss it. Like Yeah. Another another missable. When you're done with the MSQ, I don't believe you need like before or after you do that golden quest. If you go to a certain bar on the first and talk to some people that may be interested in what's happening, they have a little bit more to say. So good to know. Maybe go check in with your friends. All right. Mm -hmm. That is going to do it for us for this week. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. If you want, you can find me on the internet, on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at Rafflederg. Zenidra's not here, but I think we can do this for her. You can find her on Twitter at Zenidra underscore A, Twitch at Strawberry Bop, and on YouTube, plus the word. So one number. One number. Shot the, Shot word. the word. There's underscores in between them. There you go. <laughs> Aldino, where can they find your your snackable, breedable, domo like ah, self? Content, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, here <laughs> on my face. island. Huh? <laughs> the face! The face that Rook made. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, here on this island in Sullen, this is my island sanctuary. There's nothing to gather or anything. It's just it's a fun chill out. Um, <laughs> at Aldino on Twitter. Uh, yeah, one day, OnlyFans, that will be my uh, tagline. Maybe I'll change my Twitter to have that tagline, too. Um, I might have to put an 18 plus on it to do that, but yep. we'll see. We'll see. Well, I want to make sure I'm, I don't run afoul of the platform, right? I want to follow the rules. Uh, and yeah, at the same place. I won't make you say it again, but no, I will. Plus the word. The word, won the number, won the number. shot, the, shot word. the word. Yeah, so I do some D&D there, and we will be doing D&D here. Like, we keep saying first edition's coming. Yep. We got a lot of We got to talk about this patch first. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of island sanctuary that we so need to go coming. over first. Yep. And that's uh, it for me. How about real real quick yeah. before we before we get to rock. I just it your 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 speech reminded me. Um if you would like to see the voice actor behind Fan Daniel yes. play Final Fantasy 14 for the first time. Uh, yes. Twitch.tv slash only Fan Daniel. 
Yep. I don't know how that <laughs> was, was not already right? picked. That was my first thought. Like, how oh, in the man. world did nobody grab that? I don't know. Community, you're sleeping. Wake up. Grab yep. those days. <laughs> Kitty, don't use. Don't grab it if you're not going to use. Uh, yeah. Rook, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me uh, pretty much everywhere at Rookery, spelled R-O-O-K-U-R-I, on YouTube and Twitch. It is Rookery. Uh, Over on Twitter, it's at Rookery underscore. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram, just at Rookery, although I don't update that as much. But all the rest, we keep in touch with. We do a lot of stuff on. We play a lot of games on. And we have so much coming up. Um, I'm going to be on a special stream next Tuesday for Guild Wars 2, where we're going to be cooking some recipes from the game actually i'm going to be cooking one by victoria rosenthal who did the final fantasy 14 cookbook but who is also a guild wars 2 fan um and we're going to be doing a throwdown uh over on the show unleash the feast in celebration of guild wars 2's 10th anniversary uh which they've just had recently uh and that same day actually that morning i'm going to be shout casting again the race to worlds first with mog talk for the Savage Tier. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be Tuesday next week is going to be a huge day. Shoutcasting in the morning. Yeah, and you got, then got the a couple things happening. Show at night. Yeah, like a couple things, a couple things. But <laughs> we're also playing a lot of 6.2. We're doing no spoilers right now, but we have a lot of other things coming up as well. Stay tuned. If you want, you can contact us here. Eighth rate radio at gamerscape.com with the electronic mail. You can find us also on Twitter at 8th Right Radio and, of course, as Gamer Escape, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord, discord.gg slash Gamer Escape. We have our Final Fantasy XIV spoilers channel on there if you are getting done with the MSQ and you just need to talk to somebody. We got you back. That's going to do it for us this week, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out again this coming week. Mog Talk World Race. Go check that out. Rookery's going to be over there. Uh, Island Sanctuary is still going to be here. Go do your Island Sanctuary. Save up those blues. Spend the blues. Save up more blues. Get your your get your rares and Nidra limited edition Opkalus. You're going <laughs> fast. And uh, that'll do it for us. We'll see you next time. Bye.